record. Start broadcast. Shazam, bitches. <clears throat> I think it's on. Are we, are we live? Uh. Yeah, it's live. Hi, fuckers. Uh, we're getting a little better. 307 now. That's a little bit better, right? There we go. Zoom, zoom, zoom. What's happening, fuckers? Everybody can hear us. It's all good. Let's leave it sideways we like that. We are live. We leave it with a gangsta lean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the, I don't know, what is it, the fucking ninth weekly one or something? Something like that. We have continued. Motherfucking saga continues. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you drink coffee, okay? Like a fucking man. See that shit right there? That's what's called a French press. You can get it at Tarbucks. Starbucks? Tarbucks. Starbucks? For like 20 bucks or something. Or, you know, at Target for like 20 bucks. That's what I was in the middle of saying. Target and Starbucks at the same time. <laughs> you just grind up your coffee. You pour it in this motherfucker. You pour the hot water. You push down the plunger. But bam, you got coffee. Yeah, it's gritty, and it's got, like, little pieces of stuff in it, but so what, you fucking pussy. Man up. Man <laughs> up and drink your... Yeah, spill all over the floor. Man up and drink your coffee. <clears throat> so how is Australia? Australia is the shit. If you've never been to Australia, it's fucking spectacular. It's beautiful. The people are cool as fuck. It's really bizarre, man. It's way the fuck on the other side of the world. Like, literally on the other side of the world to where it's... A 19-hour time difference between Los Angeles and Australia. What's the, what's the weed laws like out there? Is there any? The weed is not very legal there. Yeah. But it's everywhere. Everybody's got weed. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, because I got a text from Mayhem right before we left, because Mayhem got there before us, and he said, yo, this is the exact test, the exact text, yo, Customs here is a motherfucker. Don't bring any weed to Kangaroo Island. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you know Mayhem, that's a that's a Mayhem quote right there. Nice. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, a fucking trainer yesterday got killed by an orca. Did you hear about that shit? No. What? You didn't hear about that? Mm -mm. Killer whale killed a trainer at SeaWorld. Wow. And what's amazing to me is... How they haven't been killing people up to this point. Could you imagine if whales, killer whales are supposed to be super intelligent. I mean, they're like as intelligent as humans. They're cousins of dolphins. And, and we put them in a fucking fish tank and make them do tricks for mackerels. You know, could you imagine what kind of hell that life is? And this uh, whale had killed uh, a homeless man that snuck into the fucking tank in 1991. And uh, he had also, uh, or it might be a she, I'm not sure, he or she, had also, I think it's a he, had also uh, almost drowned a trainer. Remember that video where the, the, the killer whale was playing with the person, dunking him under? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, that's same whale? Same whale. Wow. Same whale. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, it's not like the warning fucking signs weren't there. It's like... You know, you, you know, you hear Mike Tyson punch somebody. You couldn't be shocked. Right. You know, let's what Mike happened? Tyson. So like, how did he die? He, he... Oh, it's a woman that died. He uh, he grabbed her by the waist and just fucking ripped her up. In the middle of a live show? Yep, the beginning of a live Where's show. Where's the YouTube videos? Is it out? 
that's a good question. I bet they confiscated everybody's cameras and shit so? as they were leaving. Yeah, but you know, the, the SD cards are so small, you think you would learn to shove it up your ass or something. This like guy, <laughs> if he was there for sure, there would be a video of it. One fucking thousand percent. Yeah, as soon as I heard, we need everybody's cameras, SD yeah. card, up ass. <laughs> Save to, you Save would have been it. uploaded to YouTube already. Yeah, that would already yeah. been Bluetooth to Ustream. Yeah, there's no fucking way. I mean... The, the, could you imagine what that must, must have looked like? Ugh. You're you're there, and all of a sudden the killer he grabbed her about the waist and just started smashing her back and forth, just ragdolling her. That's he just crazy. had enough. He just said, "That's it, that's it, motherfuckers." You know, it's really incredible that we think it's cool to do that, and then we go and watch them. You know, it's really like zoos bum me the fuck out. We went to uh, a zoo in. Um, Australia while we were there and there was a cool part of it was the crocodile cage because I don't think that crocodile gives a fuck where it is I think crocodiles are so dumb I mean they seem their minds seem so dead they just lay there with their eyes closed underwater for like hours at a time where they don't have to breathe they don't have to breathe for like an hour so they just lay underwater and just do nothing and just sit there. They don't run around and play. Like when you pass like the monkey cage at a zoo, that shit's depressing because they don't want to be there. When I was in Denver, there's a, a zoo in Denver and uh, the monkey got in his fucking cage and was howling, this horrible howl. And it wasn't a big cage. This monkey was screaming out like a tortured soul. It was like a man in prison. You know, let me out of here. The monkey was just just screaming at the top of his lungs. And I was like, you know, this is not good. Like, this is not cool to do to them. For what? So people can stare at them? I mean, that shit might have flown in the 1930s, you know, back when there was no zoos. Or back when there was no videos. But we have videos now, man. You don't have to put them in a zoo, you know? But... But that's the only time we would ever be able to see most of those animals. That's the only thing that makes me go, well, I see the reason for a zoo. Because I'm not going to Africa and hunting down a white tiger, you know. <laughs> right, but is it worth it for them to, to struggle just so you could stare at them? Yeah, Why? but you, you, you don't know. It could also be like, dude, wait, I don't have to hunt my food. There's just a steak here every morning when I wake up. I could sleep. No, you know? no. For like tigers, that Maybe. shit is orgasmic. To chase down an animal, chase it, move it. You ever see a cat, like if you roll a ball a string in front of them? They can't help themselves, man. You should know that. You have cats. Right. Cats can't help it. They live for chasing shit. It's just like, like you know, a guy with a hard dick lives to fuck. Right. You know, it's really the same thing, man. There, it's Nature rewards them for being a good predator. And I think... You know, the way, same way food tastes good for us and sex feels good for us. They love to kill, man. Nature rewards them with some crazy rush of energy and, and endorphins when they kill something. You know? So you give them a cold plate of meat, just push an aluminum tray under the fucking cage. That's not the same, man. That's not fun. Guaranteed. You know? But that doesn't... That... The killing thing bothers me, but what really bothers me is the fucking amount of room that they have to move around. The well, kangaroo cage. L.A. Was Zoo, definitely. Bad, <clears throat> the kangaroo cage was fucked up. Have you ever been to the uh, San Diego Zoo though? That's a whole. I mean, yeah, that's. I was there. I was like, park. man, I would like to be an animal in this cage. <laughs> oh no, we went down. This serious fucking delay between what we're saying and what we're saying. Is that it? We got it. Okay. Um. 
Yeah, San Diego's the shit. The way they have it is nice. They have a big, giant-ass place. That that makes sense, but that's that's fucking expensive. Yeah. You know? But that's how it should be. They, 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 places like the L.A. Zoo just shouldn't exist. Yeah. Because that's just wrong. You go to the L.A. Zoo, that's just depressing as fuck. But there is zoos like the Columbus Zoo, where I'm from. It's one of the biggest zoos. Jack Hanna's from it. And it's nice. They, they have just acres and acres and acres of land. And they... You know, I don't know if they maybe throw out some goats once in a while for the tigers or no, something. No, they don't do and they that. They just don't talk about it. You don't think? <laughs> no, they don't do that. They don't ever do that. They do that in Iraq. There's a video in Iraq of uh, they let a donkey loose, and this is how they do it every day. And the donkey's just walking around eating, and they open up the gate, and these tigers come running out of the gate and just bitch slap that donkey to the ground and fucking jack them. It's really kind of wild to see, and it's really shocking. These GIs filmed it. When they were in Iraq at the zoo, it's it's shocking to see, but that's really the way they're supposed to eat. Like though, that's how you should do it. If you're gonna feed animals, you're gonna have wild animals. You should have them eat what they normally eat, man. I mean, like, what's with this feeding fucking snakes frozen mice? Give them a fucking mouse, you know? I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. We're we're trying to like enforce our own ideas of of, of morality and predation on fucking monsters. You know, I mean, like, look, a snake is a monster, dude. You know, tigers, that's a monster. Those are all monsters. Yeah, they're, they're natural monsters. They There's a whole natural cycle of things. And to take them out of that, there's a there was a kangaroo cage. That was the most depressing thing because those kangaroos were just sitting there. They didn't do shit. They just laid there. Human beings, though, could be considered monsters. So, like, if you if you put somebody in prison that's a, a mass murderer, we're doing the same thing. You know, we're, it, we should let that mass murderer go out on his way and just murder a shitload of people. You know? What <laughs> kind of dumbass <laughs> logic is that? Well, I mean, if you're saying, like, you know, like, a tiger's a tiger or whatever, and, like, a snake should kill its own prey, and we should, you know, do it what... Well, why? You know? No. We're feeding them killed prey. We right. kill it first. That's what's the most ridiculous thing, yeah. is that we kill what they they eat first so that it's not as brutal for us. Somehow or another, someone else kills it, you buy it killed, then you right. feed it to them. That's ridiculous. Right, yeah. That's not a mass murderer, dude. Mass murderers are just fucked in the head. They're not They're not killing for food as a part of a natural cycle. They're just nuts. Yeah. You know, and then when you get a nutty person, the problem is human consciousness is so more complex, supposedly, than animal consciousness because we have the ability to alter our environment. So you can't have someone whose consciousness is haywire because that's, that's what, when you have like serial killers, mass murderers, what you have is someone whose consciousness is just gone off the tracks and into the woods and you have just chaos. And if a society is aware of itself, it has to realize that there's certain issues are going to come up when you have crazy people running around killing your family and your friends. So you got to kill them. What you're supposed to do with someone like a mass murderer, if you're absolutely convinced, that's the problem, really. The problem is the court system. The court system's so fucking corrupt, and so many times DAs and prosecutors are just trying to get, uh, they're just kind of trying to get a guilty verdict, and they, they don't give a fuck if someone is guilty or not. There's many, many, many instances where cops have framed guys that were innocent. People have gone to jail for years. It turns out through DNA evidence they were framed. I mean, that's happened many, many, many. That's the real fucking problem. But if we could be absolutely sure that we knew that somebody was a mass murderer or a, a rapist or any, anyone with no remorse who hurt other people and could hurt someone that you care, you got to kill them. Why, why keep them around? There's too many fucking people. You know, I mean, look, it's not like they're not going to die eventually anyway. It's not like if you don't kill them, you know, they're going to fucking cure cancer and live forever. No, they're not going to do anything. They're not, a mass murderer is not going to contribute to society. You know, they're, they're just not. There's no, nothing is going to, nothing good is going to come out of that. 
they should just line them up and like, oh, you need a new liver, bam, you're on death row. row. There should be no like, you know, time period and they're gonna electrocute you. They should just shoot you, take all the parts that they can use. They could use your corneas or the, your livers. Yeah, and stuff but like that's that. an interesting topic because there was a thread on the board, the message board on my website uh, where people were talking about organs having a memory. And uh, there, there, right. all these people who have gotten transplants from people, all of a sudden they knew things they couldn't have possibly they had dreams known. dreams of that, that of people yeah. they don't even know, but, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of many things like that, where people all of a sudden had cravings for certain types of foods, and they had no idea that the per I mean, this is not just one instance. And see, the thing is about memory, like, we don't know where memory is stored exactly. We don't, I mean, they know an incredible amount more than the average person about the way the human body works much more than people knew a hundred years ago much more than a, you know even a decade ago but they don't know everything there's a lot of questions man first of all with the human body your cells regenerate every seven to ten i think it's seven years so literally every cell in your body changes and becomes a new one like you are, you're a new version of you every seven to ten years. They're, really? Yes, there's, they're not the same anymore. So if that's the case, where the fuck are your memories? Because I have memories that are way more than seven years old. You know, so right. where are the memories stored? If you have a completely new cell, I mean, are the memories like transferred back and forth between the cells when the new one is born? Is it born with the same memories? I mean, what? Where's the memory? Where's it stored? We don't fucking know. The other idea is that the memories are stored in the neurons. Well, if that's the case, because the neurons are the only thing that stay. The, the neurons are not, you get, the neurons you get or the neurons you get forever. You don't get new ones. You, they don't regenerate every seven years. But the heart is filled with neurons. You know, it's like one, one of the biggest clusters of neurons in the body. It's like right up there with the brain. And I think, you know, people who have had heart transplants, I don't think it's that preposterous that they would have memories. I don't think that's, is that preposterous at all. I think it is. And I think that, that these people that say that they're having dreams and stuff, they probably would have had that same exact dream with or without it. Why would you say that, Brian? They're talking about things they couldn't possibly have known about. People have uh, this little have girl. Have you ever had dreams, dreams This of little girl gave up the exact identity and location of the woman who, of, of the man who murdered the, the girl who gave her the heart. Do you know that story? No, but it she sounds started, very it sounds far-fetched. Crazy. It sounds far-fetched, but it doesn't mean it's not See, true. I, there, there's some things that I read that when it, like that that it's kind of like to me is seeing UFOs. It's either somebody that wants attention that's, possible. that's just dumb and they're going, "No, I had my arm transplant and now I could I'm think having all these dreams of people I don't know and It's that's you know. <laughs> okay, that's possible. I know, but I know. It's also possible oh, totally, that totally. it's real. It and totally that's is. the problem totally. with skepticism. Totally. With skepticism when it comes to something that we don't understand, that's the problem is that, you know, you run the possibility of it, excluding something because it seems irrational but right. the reality is we don't have enough information to decide what's rational and what's irrational right. just the idea that you have memories at all is fucking nuts you know the, the idea that you can how about the idea that you can change people's memories you know they say that especially like right after something shocking if you t start talking to someone and introducing new ideas to them they'll they'll, they'll have they'll re-remember the whole situation wow. they'll change the whole way they remember things wow. like have you ever thought of something was some way, and then you go back and you watch the video, you're like, God damn, it wasn't like that at all. Like, I had a fucking... I don't trust my memory that much. I trust some things. There's some things that I know that are recorded in there forever for real, and no doubt about it. There's some things. 
because I've made sure that I've kept that memory. Like I've had some pretty intense experiences where I made sure, like I am going to make sure that I record this one. Right. But other ones are a fucking blur, man, you know? There's a lot of them that are blurry. You know, you look back on your, your high school years, like Jesus Christ. It's like a slideshows, and I, I, I barely remember any of it. Do you remember? Like It's weird? getting worse and worse. I, I, yeah. I'm actually pretty good with a lot of weird memories, but then I the other day I was trying to think of somebody and that I actually hung out with for three years when I was a kid and don't remember his face at all. Came and put, like, my sisters are like, you don't remember him? We hung out all the time. Yeah. Like, I remember him, but I don't remember. No, have any idea what he looks like. Yeah, I've had that happen to me before, for sure. That's fucking weird. It man. is weird. It's so weird. I wonder where where all that shit goes. You Up know? in smoke. Why is it that someone can pull it back, though? Like, someone will say something, and you go, yes! And then all of a sudden, boom, the memory, like, blossoms in your mind. Like, what is that? Is it like you're giving CPR to the memories? It's like they're almost dead? It's, yeah. It's like it's like a branch of the tree was hit. Like a nerve. A nerve of that memory was hit, and it woke up that that section of memory or whatever. Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, what is that? What the fuck is that? It's my phone. Being attacked by something. What happened? Oh, dude, you had a spider on your face. Look. Oh shit. Wow. That's a daddy long leg. How the fuck did that get on me? <laughs> dude, from the ceiling. What? Yes. <laughs> your house is a fear factor. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not on. Um, I'm not on Opie and Anthony this week. It's not this week. They made a mistake. Right. I'm there March 26th, not February 26th. It's the Friday, Friday before the UFC next month. I'm uh, in Dallas this weekend. I'm not in New York this weekend. So um, I'm gonna be at the Addison Improv uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with uh, my man Joey Diaz. And Brian will be there as well. And if we get Brian drunk, we might have to talk him into going on stage. <laughs> Brian is actually a funny comedian. He's done stand-up a couple of times. He did it in uh, Atlanta. He did it... Um, where else did you do it? He did it a couple of places. You know, I was going to try to go up on stage before this week, and just in case if, if I get too drunk and put me <laughs> on stage. But I really, it really hurts me to go back and spend yeah. three hours of my life for like five minutes in front of two people. Yeah. <laughs> the open mic nights, it is a grind. You know, people ask me questions all the time. Like, hey, I'm thinking about doing comedy. What's the best advice? I'm like, man, you got to be willing to put your whole life aside. You got to be willing to, you got to be willing to, especially if you have a job during the day. You have a job during the day, man. Your nighttime, you now, that's your social life. It's going to be stand-up comedy. You're right. going to be going to clubs and you're going to be performing and you have to do it all the time. If you don't do it all the time, you're going to forget all your material. The Whatever comfort you gain on stage will be eroded very quickly. You know, it's a goddamn long-ass grind, man. Yeah, I think if I was younger, I would totally be into it. But it's really hard to be an adult and waste that much time. It is. It is hard. You know, I did it. I started out doing stand-up when I was uh, 21. That's when I did it, right after my 21st birthday. And I was, I had shit going on back then, man. You know, I mean, I was doing things. I had, you know, I had a life, sort of. But it wasn't like I had a family or right. a mortgage or, uh, you know, uh, no obligations. Yeah, I had no internet back then. <laughs> I had no obligations, you know. Right. So it wasn't, 
it's hard when you have a girlfriend and you have a life and you have a wife and you have children and you have a mortgage. Fuck, man. You know, when I talk to dudes that are like 40 and they're thinking about doing comedy, I'm like, you know, okay. That's like saying I'm thinking about getting into brain surgery, man. What do you think about brain surgery? Not saying that comedy is as hard as brain surgery. Because right. it's first of all, it's not as... It's not as difficult to remember all the things that you need to remember with brain surgeries, but it's it is just as difficult in a way because there's no real path. I mean, you could suck as a comedian, you can't suck as a brain surgeon. You're fucking going to jail. So it's obviously a lot more discipline involved in brain surgery because you have to do it correctly. But both are equally difficult to actually fucking do and put. Anything in this life is difficult if you if you're gonna really do it. I mean, just think about it. if you started tomorrow and you wanted to be a computer programmer. You don't know shit about computers. You just, yeah. You're just you starting from scratch and you want to be a computer programmer. Fuck. Imagine the fucking work that's involved in that. A lot of reading, though. You know, it's a lot of reading. Nowadays, like, I mean, you, I could pretty much teach myself some programming by right, just looking at you videos know, online. You know how to type. You know right, about right. computers. You know a lot of shit about computers. You know a lot of shit about, about code. You know, to to a person that has no experience whatsoever right. and decides, I want to take on a new career. I want to be a computer programmer. I want to code for video games. Good fucking luck, man. How about I want to create video game engines? I just, I don't know where. I want to be the next John Carmack. You're fucked, man. Yeah. You're fucked. That shit will take forever. Anything that's worth doing takes fucking forever to get good at. You know, and comedy is no different. Comedy, music is no different. You know, I, I often like look at people playing piano or playing guitar or something like that. I go, how cool would that be to be able to just fucking jam on the guitar? I wish. But goddamn, that's a lot of fucking time. I've tried to learn that though. It, I, it's it's a it's a coordination thing for me though. For with that, that's something I think you're just born with being able to understand, be able to coordinate each finger a certain way. And, well, it's know. it's also cultivation. It's also if you do things like with your fingers like that early on in life, you know, it becomes much easier as you get older. They say that um, the army now is using, um, they're using Xbox controllers right. for their drones right. because these fucking kids are so, so good. So used to it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And they're encouraging people to play video games. I mean, it's just a matter of time before they start record, uh, recruiting like the, the baddest motherfuckers in video games. Like, yeah, they probably already do. Yeah. I mean, like if you could play like war games with like a keyboard and a mouse, like there's these dudes that play Quake like professionally, those motherfuckers can move that mouse cursor and put it on an object like instantaneously. You know, they know exactly where that cursor is going. They play so much that when they move that mouse, the mouse and a keyboard is way more accurate than that uh, joystick thing. The joystick thing is kind of difficult to manipulate the like the toggles and like exactly where the crosshair goes. But if you have a mouse, you can put a mouse. If you understand like how quick, you know, it all depends on, you know, everybody likes it different. Some people like high sensitivity. Some people like low sensitivity. But the bottom line is once you get used to whatever it is, you move the mouse, that the, the cursor goes in a certain directions, they can put it like exactly where they want to instantly. So it's not like when you're in a helicopter and you see the insurgents, you gotta like move the crosshairs and get them in line, we have them in line, we have them in line. No, it's bang! I mean, they could do it so fucking quick. I mean, that would be some crazy shit if you could have drones and have like that guy Fatality, you know who Fatality is? Yeah, yeah. He's like the baddest motherfucking Quake player ever. This dude is just ridiculously accurate with his mouth. And a cool guy too, I met him. Very nice guy. But if you got that guy playing for your army and you had drones with missiles in it from that fucking guy, holy shit.
You know? Yeah. That's the future, man. Welcome to the new world. It's pretty crazy how how video games have exploded from something that used to be like like little ping pongs. Now people have like amazing video games on their phones. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Just look at what you can do with your iPhone. Yeah. Playing, you know, all these different racing games and shit. We, we're working on the new UFC uh, uh, fight game. Right. Fuck, it's amazing, man. When you watch some of the graphics and shit, like they dive for knee bars, they get triangles, they throw head kicks and punches, flying knees and shit. And you, you see all this crazy shit, all these different techniques they can do, just like in real fighting. And it's like, it's so close to being like a video that you, like a, an actual UFC fight that you can manipulate. You know, the, the limit is in the controller, I think. What eventually is going to happen is you're going to have a goddamn suit on. You're going to have a fucking suit on. Or you're just going to have this little wire plugged in on your forehead and you're just going to think. That could yeah. happen, but Microsoft is very close to developing the whole system where Nattel. you interact with the game. What's it called? Nattel. It comes out, like, uh, I think November, or it might have got pushed Spell back. Spell it? N-A-T-A-L. Nattel. And it's pretty much just like a camera or something that sits on top of your TV and then... It reads you, your motions. It reads your motions. Yeah, right? that's that's incredible because that's going to be fucking cool. Imagine having like a UFC game where you could learn how to fight without actually fighting. <laughs> my, my, yeah, but my problem with that whole thing is... I think maybe if I was a kid, I would have loved it. But when I'm playing a video game, like I don't want to have to be doing this shit. You know, well, like, you ah. say that. You well, say no, that. No, I'm doing it with Wii right now. Nintendo right. Wii. And yeah, it's but like, Wii yeah. is whack. It's this little thing, and you're playing ping pong, and it sort of moves the way you want it to. I, I did a Wii car game once, and I was like, this is not specific at all. It's well, not. It's not rewarding. Yeah, but it's something about having to like get up. Like I want to. Oh, you're just, a lazy fuck. No, that's well, what you're trying to say. Well, yeah. If you I was a kid, fuck. it might have been better. But like nowadays, I want to play a video game. And I just want to sit there and right and but, smoke weed. But, I don't but, but that's dependent on the graphics. What if the graphics were like 3D, fucking super dope virtual reality type shit, and you had a virtual gun and you're running down a hallway shooting at all kinds of shit? Like you have a gun in your hand and it reads this yeah. gun. Come on, man, that would be the shit. And the actual running that you take place, like maybe. That would be the shit if you had a fucking warehouse, like a virtual reality warehouse. Like you enter into the door, you put on this helmet, and it's just a flat like ass laser warehouse. tag. Yeah, but <laughs> but complete three D virtual reality. You know. Yeah. And if you get close to the walls, like a little light goes on, you are getting close to the wall. That would be Please cool. Please turn right. You but, know. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, cool. man. It's just, I, I I've just gotten to a point where I, I this Nintendo Wii shit just drives me crazy. Like, uh, the I gotta, Wii is boring, man. The Wii is like playing pool, but there's no pool cue. Yeah. You're just going like, and you're just no feedback. You right. need feedback, man. Like I wanna click a button and see a gun go off. You know, I wanna click the mouse button and see the rocket, you know, take off. Right. And that this whole moving your arm through the air, that's fucking weak. Yeah, that's stupid. There's a uh, I forget what it was. They just said the other day that in the future that they're going to use like Google Maps and like Street View of Google Maps, and you're going to be playing video games of like your street. You're that's going around nuts. into your house. That's gonna, nuts. You know what I mean? You should be able to find out if someone is playing like fucking Doom on your street and blowing right. up your house. Right. You should, and you can be like, yeah, yeah like, like hey, just want you to know. They should like send you an email. It should be like The Sims, where it's like your house is the house in the video game. And so, like, if you try to break in your house, they're trying to break in your house. Never mind. Like, everyone should have their own house in the video game. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would be cool, right? But then you would know where everybody lives. Everyone lives. lives. Unless yeah. you killed them. Ooh. <laughs> if you killed them in the video game, then they don't have access to you? Is that what it well, for, like, 24 hours or something like that, and you can run away. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that virtual reality kind of hit, like, a 
they, they, the technology never really developed the way I thought it was going to. Like, you know, you heard about that shit, like, way back in the 80s, and I thought, wow. Like, there was movies based on that. And I was like, I thought, like, wow. That, remember, like, um, well, Cloak sort of. Dagger. I don't remember what movie. Remember Total Recall, where they fucking make you could dream, right? Yeah. That shit's coming. It's a Total Recall. What was the one with the chick with the red hair in... Not Total Recall. They've already been able to take images and implant them in people's minds. And they've been able to read images from people's minds. Like, read what you're thinking about. Like, you can look at something, and the computer... Like, there's some sort of sensors that they hook up to your brain, and then it sends the image to a computer, and it's it can tell what you're fucking looking at. Like, that's nuts, man. Because eventually... I mean, this is in the very rudimentary stages of the technology where they can only t pick out shapes and shit. But eventually, they're going to be able to fucking see what you're seeing. Yeah. That's Fifth nuts. element. Is that what it was? Yeah, the chick with the red hair in Fifth Element. Is that the Bruce Willis movie? Yeah, and they had like memories. Like that movie was dope. They plugged like memories in your head. That, that, that was, was a how how badass was Chris Tucker in that movie? Yeah. Remember he was that crazy alien. Remember Lawnmower Man? That was a good movie too. That was another nutty movie about a retard that went crazy, right? Right. They put a computer in his brain right. or something, right? Yeah. Another Stephen King book. Stephen King. Oh no, it was Strange Days. Was it? Strange Days was another. Virtual reality, something crazy ass. God, I think it was Strange Fucking Days. That was an awesome movie. Strange Days. This guy right here just said it. I can't wait for Strange Days to become true. That's what it was. It was Strange was Days. Was it? Yeah. That was the was one. Was Angela Bassett, right? Yeah. She will forever be Tina Turner. Sorry. You're not allowed to do any other movies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're, you're Tina Turner. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, this fucking Miss uh, Beverly Hills. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Another one of these beauty pageant chicks came out saying that uh, she doesn't uh, believe that gays should be married. And she you know, she quoted Leviticus in the Old Testament saying that the, uh, you know, the Bible says that it's some stupid quote like, any man who lays down with a man as if, uh, you know, the same way he lays down with a woman, it's an abomination and should be put to death. So she came out and said that gays should be put to death. <laughs> <laughs> Like she's supporting the Old Testament, which, by the way, I mean, whatever you fucking want to believe about religion, that's all well and good, you know. Who who knows if God is real? Who knows? I mean, it could be that you know the Bible was completely ridiculous because God wants things confusing. Who knows? But it gets to a certain point where you read certain things and you gotta go, all right, every people are full of shit. And there was no internet back then. It's not like, you know, there was a copy of the, the, the Bible on Wikipedia and people kept altering it, but everybody was like, nah, that's not what it says. And they went back and changed it. You know, they didn't, the Old Testament, they didn't even write that fucking thing down for like a thousand years. It was just stories, you know? And the idea that those stories, you can't tell I can't tell a story to him and he tells it to his girlfriend and his girlfriend writes it in her blog and it's the same story it'll be fucked up for sure I can't tell you how many times like someone has uh, gone to one of my gigs and I've said something and then a guy uh, like will quote on Twitter like uh, oh dude that was so funny last night when you said this about that I'm like damn I didn't say that <laughs> like you're saying something fucked up what I said was a lot nicer 
you know but when when you realize like that memories are so fucking there's no way there's no way you could be that accurate over a thousand years with people talking about it and then on top of it the original uh the old testament bible was written in ancient hebrew and to this day they only know three out of four words in ancient hebrew 25 percent of the words they don't have a clue as to what they mean not only that letters and numbers were the same thing back then there were no numbers so the letter A was also the number one. So there was like numerical value in words. Like the word love and the word God, they have the same numerical value in ancient Hebrew. But as soon as they uh, translated that to Latin and to Greek, that shit was all gone. That shit was all lost. So for this dumb bitch to sit and think that God wants people to put put to death that they're gay, like... This is the... the, the Miss Beverly Hills. Miss Beverly Hills. Uh, this this is, is a new one, new Miss California. And California is supposed to be so liberal. It ain't Miss Texas. Do, do you know who Carrie Ann Panchi is, or whatever her name is? She's from Celebrity Rehab. Panish. Panish. She was the no. one that had the threesome with the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Anyways, on this show, nice. Celebrity Rehab, she, you just want to strangle her. And I think it's almost with these like pageant people, because I know a couple of these girls that do the pageants and stuff like that. They're fucked up in their head, you know. They've been doing it all their life. These little right. kids are grown up. Do you remember last time? Not last time we went to Dallas, but the time before when there was that little girl pageant right. going on at the hotel. We were yes, staying. you remember that? Yeah, shit? that was scary. As that fuck. was the weirdest fucking thing ever. We're hanging out at the hotel, and there's all these little girls. I mean, little, like six. Yeah, right? yeah. Six years old with high heels and makeup on with their hair done and jewelry and dresses. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? That shit is an abomination. All right. That is a fucking, that is a travesty. I feel like I was doing something wrong in the elevator because I was in the elevator with two of them. And I looked at her and I'm like... Oh my god! Yeah, you don't even want to look at them. I know. Yeah. It's like if they were naked, fingering themselves in front of you. You're yeah. like, oh, uh, mm, mm. yeah, something's not right there. Sometimes my daughter will play with her pussy, just out of nowhere, and I won't say this. It's just <laughs> true. I mean, you, you would too if you had one. But some the other day, she was lying there and she had her little feet up in the air. She's rocking back and forth, and she just two hands <laughs> just grabs it, you know, and. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, what do you say to that? You go, uh, don't do that. You can't tell her not to do that. It's, you know, you don't want to suppress her and get her crazy. Yeah, but you also don't want her to be like like in kindergarten going, hey, anybody. They all do it anyway, <laughs> dude. I got news for you. They all do it. Don't you remember doing weird shit with kids when you were little? Dude, I played doctor. Me and my friend played doctor with all the girls in our neighborhood. <laughs> and I remember the only time I remember the most, we had three girls lined up. And we were like, okay, we we're going to be putting pencils in your vaginas. Take off oh, the pants. Okay. And so we took off other pants and we just went back to each one. Then we'd pull it out and smell it and go to Oh, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? But we were all like five. You could give you those know? girls lead poisoning. <laughs> I know. They might be retarded now because of you. <laughs> they're all on my Facebook too. So hopefully oh, they're not no. watching going, I you should we were Facebook? not supposed, I thought we were supposed to understand. You should ask them all questions. Does anybody remember <laughs> anything about pencils? So do you remember me putting anything? a pencil in your crotch? <laughs> but this, this, so this beauty pageant thing that we saw at the hotel, it was dark. I mean, it was really dark because there was all these weirdo fucking religious people with their kids dressed like whores. It made no fucking sense. I mean, no sense. Because they were, they were, it was on, we were there on a Sunday and they were talking about church. There was all this church talk and you got your girl dressed as a fucking prostitute. There's a six year old dressed as a prostitute and you're talking about church. They had high heeled shoes on. I mean, like this high. 
which the only reason why shoes have heels like that is so that women's legs look longer so that guys think about them when they're pushing these long legs back and fucking the shit out of you. That's what that's for. Those that long leg thing. Why? Why do you think? What do you think that's there for? You sacrificing how you can walk. How about that? Just so that men want to fuck you more than we already do, which is. Wait, 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 fuck wait, you, wait. A lot. you have sex with a girl that has her shoes on, like high heels. Have no. you ever done that? No, I don't know. <laughs> what is up with that, though? That's just <laughs> porno stuff. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure it, somewhere in my life, you know, you someone's not, you know, taking everything off. That's It's possible, but the, that someone would like that. But the whole, I don't like them in the first place. I, I think hate it's them. Gross. I think they're, they're ugly. And it's, I, it's, it seems to me like you're doing something stupid. Right. You know, like, I don't want to be with, like, you're, you're, you're getting tricked. And you don't need to do it for me. Like, you know, like my yeah. wife always wants to wear these high heels when she leaves the house. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, that's all good. But to me, it seems like you can't walk. Right. right. Like I'd rather walk. you wear tennis shoes. But women <laughs> love them, man. They love shoes. They, they love how they look. They love, it's like how dudes love cars. You know how, you know, like you see like a 69 Mustang or something like that. And you go, whoa. And you like pull up to it. Dude, look at that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something that men have. Like women can go, wow, that's a pretty car. Car, but it's not the same as how a dude looks at a car. Well, for girls, the shoe thing is just, they really fucking love shoes, man. They like makeup and shoes. It looks like they're, they're opposite sides of the body because they're so ashamed of the middle. It's like, it bleeds. It's gross. Don't look at it. Look at my feet. Yeah. Look at up here. My eyes are huge. Look at my lashes. They're unnaturally long. <laughs> yeah, right? It's probably something like that. My legs are so that. long. They're amazing. <laughs> look how long my legs are. And where do they go to? Oh, don't look up there. Don't look at my naughty. Well, the, 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 you know, I mean, that's one thing if you're a woman. You know, if you're a grown woman, that's what you like. And, you know, what the fuck ever. Who gives a shit? You want to go pierce your balls? Go do it. Who gives a shit? But for little kids... That's not that's not cool, man. To have a six year old dress like a hooker. No, no, that's just it's fucking, disturbing. It is disturbing. It felt very wrong, you know. And you know, like that whole John Benet Ramsey case, man. That that shit disturbed. Still don't the know the end of that case of. yet. They don't know. We're gonna find out. The mo- the one, dad's still alive, day. I believe. The mom's I dead. They all died. Maybe yeah. the dad's dead too. It's possible. Anybody know? Twitterverse. Yeah, Twitterverse says not cool, and I agree. You know, high heels are just as much. An establishment as a male's tie is. Both are silly. That's true. That's true. Braun Heiser. God damn, these, this Twitter shit goes too fast. Isn't that Braun Heiser. Um, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I think ties are completely ridiculous. I didn't even. I I, I haven't worn a tie in a long. I did a, a documentary recently on DMT. And uh, I had to wear a tie because I, I played like a Rod Sterling type narrator. It's a really interesting documentary on DMT. It'll be out uh, sometime this spring. <clears throat> but I had to wear a tie. I had no idea how to tie this fucking thing. I had no idea. The last time I wore a tie was um, my my first album. Grab that thing off the wall real quick. My first album in 1999, you know, just as a goof. One of the things I always said that I love about being a comedian is that you, you don't have to wear a fucking tie. And so, just my first CD, for whatever reason, I just thought it would be funny if I wore a tie. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It just looks strange. I had to wear a tie for like 10 years. Every day. Sucked. Yeah, if you want to like work in business, man, it's like there's an agreement. Like Everyone has to know that you are willing to wear something completely ridiculous because you're following by the, the very 
obvious rules of behavior. It's going to be really easy to predict what you're doing. That's what people like. Like, I'm a gentleman, you know? Like, as a gentleman, well, I feel this. I'm a gentleman. We've got a tie on. Hello, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. You know, it's like there's this, like, this agreement that you're not going to get too crazy. You're not going to, it's like my Dr. Phil impression. You know, I'm my bottom of my shoes are shiny. They're very slippery. I'm not chasing after anybody. You know, it's like, there's something to that. There's something to this this silly outfit that you wear that's uncomfortable. Like if people started doing business and they had like rash guards on, like lycra rash guards on, like they're ready to go do jujitsu and shit. You know, you know, like why why would that be bad? But it is bad. You know, you can't have like board shorts and you know what I'm saying. Right. You know, running shoes on and you look like you like ready to fucking pounce on people. That nobody wants that in business. You right. can't have. When you go to business, you have to be dressed uncomfortable. Your button has to be all the way up here. You know, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? And I hate it. Do, 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 do. I remember I used to work at this architect firm for my stepfather. And this was when I was big into acid and stuff like that. So every time I would come to work, I was either hungover, uh, still tripping on acid, and, you know, or something like Damn. that. But it was such a boring job that it was acceptable. Because all that I had to do is make copies of architect plans and do stuff Do you think like that. You, you fucked up your brain on acid? Do you think you ever fucked up your brain on it? Um... No, no. I, I think I think if when I was doing it, I, I was. Is it, was there any up. point that, like you know you ever heard Howard Stern talk about his acid trip? No. Howard Stern uh, talked about it on the radio, and I guess he did like a giant dose of acid, like way too much, and uh, he was like all fucked up for like a long time. Like he was hearing voices, and it was just like a like a real psychotic episode, and. Um, you know that's a, a really that's a thing about psychedelics. So like you got to make sure you don't fuck around and do too much. Like Dennis McKenna had an experience like that too. Dennis McKenna, with who's Terrence McKenna's brother, they're both famous uh, psychonauts, firm, psychedelic pioneers. In the seventies, they went to uh, Brazil and he took like way too much mushrooms and he lost his mind for like two weeks. Like he couldn't communicate with people. You know. And the last time I did DMT, I was fucking whacked out for like two solid weeks. Not totally, you wouldn't guess if you were talking to me. I was totally normal. I did shows. The shows went great. I, w I went to work. I did Fear Factor. That went great. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing got fucked up in my, but my head was like, I felt very, you know, you feel like your consciousness is like in a foundation. Your mm -hmm. consciousness is like, you know, like, <clears throat> it's like, boom, it's solid. This is me. Good morning. You wake up in the morning. Hi, honey. You kiss your girlfriend, brush your teeth. This is fucking solid. When I did the DMT, my consciousness was like a little tiny raft in a fucked up ocean. Right. It's like, you know, like nothing seemed like I kept having these ideas that cars were gonna come launching themselves over the boundaries and hit my car while I was driving. And oh, I'm, like, wow. I'm like, why am I thinking this? I'm like, what is this about? And then I realized that what it was, was these, this idea of worrying about possible disasters was my ego's way of regaining ground and letting me know that it has to have a certain amount of uh, real estate in reality and that if you want to do crazy, crazy psychedelics and go into other dimensions, communicate with entities and, and reevaluate you, you know, your whole position in the world and, and humankind's position with each other, that's all well and good. But there's some real shit in the world that the ego has to be there for. And the ego was like sending me a message. Um, dude, what if a fucking car launches itself at you? You better be fucking paying attention. Like there was a certain amount of 
of where it was such a mind-blowing experience that there was like a wrestling match going on in my head between my ego and between this new information and accepting all this new information from the psychedelic trip and and incorporating it into the way I look at everyday life, you know, and like you know, you think about someone who's like a real, like a shaman, you know, they're living in the jungle and they're all at peace in the world. They're not calling people douchebags on the internet. You know, there's a certain amount of enlightenment that if you achieve it, it's going to make it very hard for you to function in the regular world. And I think that's one of the most important things about psychedelic trips. Like there's a lot of cripples in the psychedelic world and in the weed world too. There's a lot of people that they're, they're so into these experiences that they can't, incorporated into their everyday life and they're almost f crippled in their everyday life because of it and no psychedelic experience is worth anything unless you can take what you've learned from it and enhance regular life enhance your your communication with people your relationships with people you know enhance the way you look at the world enhance your career path you know the kind of friends you hang around with unless it can enhance you the reality is we live in this world for eight hours a day or 12 hours a day or however long you're awake. This world, this shit, this concrete world is real. And you have to manage your way through this. And psychedelic drugs make it very difficult to do that if you want to have a regular job. Right? I think psychedelics, what, the main thing with psychedelics is it opens up a door. And like, like in the past, like I've been offered DMT, but I won't do it because... Uh, like when I first did mushrooms, that opened up to a door of things I never thought of or saw before. And it's never going to go away. It didn't damage my head. But now that I know that exists, I know it's there. And so when acid did the same thing. But there's a point where I have to go, okay, is this door, does this door need to be open? Is this anything positive with this door being open? And some drugs are like that for me. Because like uh, salvia was the closest to the point where I was like, okay, that is a scary door that I opened up. Because that <laughs> just pretty much made everything seem fake. Like, like right. it was like, this world is fake, everything's fake. And I know that's not true, but it opened up that door where I'm like, okay, that's almost too much of a door. I shouldn't have opened up that door. Right. I'm never right. going to be able to get back that that thought of not knowing that was there. I know. think that's pretty we're pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like it may if you can't bring it back and incorporate it into your everyday life and like sometimes you open up these doors, you're like, the fuck am I gonna do with this? Right, right. And then your everyday life is just whacked out. Some you know? people like going back to that that yeah. fake world so much though, and that's where it gets fucking scary. Well you know what? I think most of those people, their real world is not so hot. Right. You know, and that's right. one of the reasons why it becomes an escape, you know, and I don't think it should be an escape. I don't think you should ever escape reality you're you're here this is this is life you know there's the life can be a magical fucking intense fantastic experience if you manage it correctly but if you just want to escape all the time i've got to think that you're probably fucking up in this life and it's that's imbalanced you know mm -hmm. the people that always want to go and it's like like the same thing with like video games like remember i told you about this dude there's this dude who used to be the manager at the comedy store that was addicted to uh, everquest just completely addicted. 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Lost everything. Lost his job. Lost his life. He just was so pale. You would see him. He was so pale. Looked like he never saw sunlight. Like he would order in food and never leave the fucking house for days. And he came down to the comedy store one night. And he goes, it's so weird. I'm so good at making money in my online life and so bad in my real life. <laughs> like he was starting to realize that like he's a fucking loser in this life because he's 
he's excited and puts all of his passion and energy into this other life. But that's just really because this other life is a new and exciting thing. You know, a new and artificial thing and he can control it from his computer without dealing with emotions and dealing with all the, you know, the fears and anxieties that the real world presents. But the reality is, if we live life in a computer screen and we were offered the real world, as a video game, the real world would be so much more fantastic, you know? We just don't think of it as being fantastic because we're so goddamn used to it, you know? If we lived life in a computer, in a computer monitor, and that's how you were when you were born, and then one day someone said, you know, hey, we've developed this new game that allows you to go outside, and you go outside and you actually get laid, and you can go and have a real drink, and you feel it, and you do a real shot of Jack Daniels, and you go, holy shit, this is real, I can't believe it. You know, you go get laid for real, and you drive a car for real, you'd be like, dude, the real world is the fucking shit. You would never want to play video games. The reason why we want to play video games is because it's a world that we can control completely independent from all the 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 like the pros and cons of this this solid world completely independent of the emotions and the insecurities and all the shit that we all experience but we don't like but the reason why we experience insecurities and anxiety and anger these are all like little chemical signals to guide you through towards a, a proper life like what I found in life, most importantly, more than anything, is that the one, the way that I'm the most happiest is if I'm putting out positive energy. I'm putting out positive energy to people, to friends, positive energy on stage, positive energy with my writing, my work, with, with anything I'm doing. It's all friendly and positive and happy. And if you do that, you know, you can, you can have a fucking fantastic life. The problem is it's just difficult to do. It's hard to keep your shit together. It's hard not to lose your temper. It's hard not to, you know, be obsessed with something and get sidetracked. And that's what, like, gambling addictions and masturbation addictions and all that shit, that's what that's all about. It's like you're trying to distract yourselves from, from all the pain of being a human, you know? I mean, I think fucking Hunter S. Thompson had a quote like that, like, um, man making himself a beast to to get away from the pain of being a man. I forget exactly what the quote was, but something along those lines. Like we distract the shit of ourselves because the game of life is fucking hard to do, man. Just like a video game is hard to do. You know, you remember like back when I used to play Quake like all the time. I played Quake like hours and hours a day and you and I played Quake online. We played against each other. And like you can tell the difference between someone who's playing all the time because you, you, you get really good at it. You know, yeah. you know where the rockets are going to go. And I was sticking rail guns up your ass and electric. Yeah, I think you. you won 120 games and I won one. Or yeah, maybe it's not totally even not fair. And like, and believe me, there's dudes online that would do that to me, just rape me. Right. Why? Because they had put so much time into this fucking crazy game, they would get good at it. But since you hadn't put time, how frustrating was it? So oh, fucking. Oh, zero fun. So you didn't want to play, zero right? No. You want to shut it off. Yeah. That's exactly the same as life. If you get good at life, the game, then it's fun as fuck. It's awesome. You know, if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, life must be the shit. You know what I'm saying? He's starring in movies, driving a Ferrari, Getting banging supermodels. What? what? <laughs> he's got a gigantic fucking mansion. I mean, he's a, he's a movie. It must be so fun for him. But not everybody can be Leonardo DiCaprio. So if you're the fucking garbage man who's, you know, came home and his wife is fucking the, the newspaper guy, you know, that's that's not a fun life. That's a that's that's just like a guy who's not good at Quake getting murdered in a game. It's not fun, man. It's like playing pool. If you're good, like I play pool, I love pool, I, play, I get obsessed with it. But I have a friend, my friend Max Eberly, he's a professional. And he's a t 
top professional. I mean, he's capable of winning, when he's in stroke, capable of winning any tournament in the world. I mean, he's really fucking good. And when I play against him, sometimes it's so frustrating. And I play pretty good. Like, for a regular person, I play good. But for, like, a pro, not even fucking close. So when I play Max, it's just getting my ass handed to me. It's just getting fucked. The only time uh, it's fun is when we play on a really, really tight table, so occasionally he misses. And then I'm like, oh, I get to shoot. You know, so it, he's much better at that game. We should give him a handicap of some sort, then. Well, we, no, we, we just we don't play for anything. And it's good for me. It's good for me because you get used to playing against a guy like that. It's not as fun as playing against a guy who's like your speed, but it's really good for your game because it makes sure that you capitalize on every mistake. Sometimes you'll play a guy who's not as good as you, and you're like, I don't worry about this because uh, if I miss, this guy's going to miss, and I'll have another shot. But with Max, every time you miss, you're like, fuck, I better, you know, I better sit down for a while. <clears throat> Anyway, I believe that um, the Hunter S. quote is actually from Samuel Johnson, an English author. Thank you very much, sir. I thought it was a Hunter Thompson quote. Um, thank you, C.J. McElhinney. It's how, what, what about words names like Schwarzenegger? How the fuck did that ever get through? Like, uh, what, what culture ran out of sounds people so that they had like, to string together something nutty like that? People that like to write in cursive. Is that like, this is going to be the best cursive writing I've ever seen. Right, right, right. Like manuscripts. They used to write it on, right. on pages. They didn't have right. lines in the paper. They just had paper. Right. And they would write it exactly. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Voynich Manuscript? The no. Voynich, Voynich Manuscript. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is this uh, ancient manuscript that was uh, found... Uh, it's hundreds, hundreds of years old, and they have no fucking idea what it says. They don't know the language. Oh, they really? don't know anything about it. They don't know if it's just nonsense, if some guy was just practicing Probably. scribble. But it's like really long, oh, and really? There's, uh, yeah, and there's consistency and how it's written, but d they can't decode it. They've had like top encryption experts, and it's like it's very divided. Like some people believe it's a hoax. And some people believe that it's some fucking lost language. And some people think that it's gloss, like glossolalia, like when someone talks in tongues and that they just went into a fucking trance. Oh, just some retard with a pen. No, because it's got really good writing. It's got diagrams in it and really good, really good uh, illustrations, rather, and diagrams huh. in it. And it's like, That's it's, weird. Yeah, it's really complicated. You know, and they found that, uh, that temple in Turkey that is uh, 7,000 years older than the pyramids, a very mm -hmm. complex stone temple carved mm -hmm. out of stone and shit. And now they have to like rewrite like human history because like 7,000 years before Egypt is 9,000, 10,000 BC. And 10,000 BC, they were already like had temples and were worshiping shit. And like that throws a monkey wrench clank into the whole gears of, of this, the, the idea of uh, cultural evolution. You know, and there's just been this guy, uh, John Anthony West, John Anthony West, look that up on Google because this guy's fascinating. He's got an awesome DVD series called Magical Egypt. And this guy's obsessed with Egypt. He spent his entire life studying Egypt. And he believes that the Egyptian culture goes back way, way, way before the established timelines. Like the established timelines for Egyptian culture is like 2500 BC. That's when they think like the pyramids were built. And that the culture goes back a little bit before that, but not much. And he thinks it goes back like 35,000 years. He thinks that, that people have been around way, way longer. And that there was some big break somewhere along the line, like 
probably some sort of a natural cataclysmic disaster, like a meteor impact or something like that. You know, and it could be, you know, 10,000, 15,000 years ago. Like, they don't know when it was, but they think that there was like a, an advanced culture, and then boom, it got fucked up, and then culture rebuilds and society rebuilds, and then what's left is like they're living in this shit that was made thousands and thousands of years ago. And they tried to imitate it and recreate it, and they can't. And he believes that that's what it is. Like, these, these fucked up pyramids that they have in Egypt... It's not that these pyramids were like the first pyramids. He thinks much, much more likely these pyramids were probably like people were like trying to duplicate other shit, duplicate shit that was already there. You know, they believe that, that, that was, I don't, actually, that's not his theory. That's someone else's theory. His theory is, um, and one of the things is about the Sphinx, they brought in geologists and the geologists have like documented the erosion of the Sphinx and they say that it's water erosion. Like thousands of years of rainfall have cut deep fissures in the whole enclosure where the Sphinx is. And the problem with that is the last time there was rainfall in the Nile Valley was like 7,000 or 9,000 BC. So that would mean that the, 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 the pyramids, uh, or the Sphinx rather, would have to be like 7,000 years older than the established timeline. And so, of course, none of the uh, the Egyptologists, like the guys who've been teaching forever, that the pyramids and the Sphinx and all that was built about 2,500 BC. They never want. They don't want to accept it. They go, well, where's the evidence for this culture? Like it's right there, man. There's fucking rainfall for thousands of years have created this, and geologists are universal about that. They, there's no one who's disputing that. The geologists are all saying he's got hun this guy Ron Schock, who's a uh, um, a professor at uh, Boston University, has got over a hundred professional uh, uh, professors and uh, geologists to sign off on the fact that this is undoubtedly water erosion, which completely changes the timeline for when the, the, uh, the Sphinx was built. And there's a bunch of that shit going on in, in Egypt. They believe that it's like probably, you know, maybe even 30,000 years old. There's a, a, a mass extinction took place on the earth somewhere around 10,000 years ago. And uh, that's when the uh, woolly mammoths died instantaneously. That's when the saber-toothed tigers died. Noah's Ark. No, that's before then. <laughs> but the, the, the um, like 10,000 years ago, North America, like half of North America was under a mile-high sheet of ice. Like there was an ice age going on. And something killed it and ended it like instantaneously. And they don't know what it was. And it's very, very likely that it was a fucking natural disaster. It's very likely that it was a fucking meteor impact. It's some... Whoa, what happened to that guy's arm? You're distracting the shit out of me, son. Don't look at me. Well, don't fucking have a monitor open in front of me. <laughs> dude's surfing. He's not even paying attention. We do one-week podcast. This dude is so addicted to the internet, he can't even talk for one week. I've heard you talk before. You've heard me talk. <laughs> well, this is online, dude. There's 675 people that have not heard this story. Don't look at me. Shut up, faggot. Anyway, I think people have been around way longer. I think it's much more likely that... It's just re ridiculous that people still don't believe in, in in how long this world's been around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like people have believed that Earth's 10,000 yeah, years old? Yeah, it just drives that's me hilarious. crazy. Well, you know, that's a not monster number. More than 50% of America, according to a Gallup poll, which is not the same because... Um, Here's the thing about polls. 
you can't say, like, according to a recent poll, 50% of Americans believe this. Because no, no, according to your recent poll, 50% of Americans who are fucking retarded enough to answer your poll believe in right. that. That's the reality of <laughs> That's it. Ridiculous. Polls are never representative of yeah. anybody intelligent. Right. Because you can't get me to answer a fucking poll. Right. You can't get you. You got shit to do. Don't you have a hobby? Right. You hear somebody calls you, may I have five minutes of your time? No, that's for, like, old ladies who have no friends. That's what that is. Right. Oh, Most, well, look at this glitter. Yeah. I want to or I'm fucking super baked, and I just don't want to hang up <laughs> right. on the person. And I'm like, um, okay, five minutes, okay. You know, I'm trying to be nice. But the reality is polls, polls represent retards, you know? You're, you're a fucking, you're a dullard. You're answering polls, goddammit. The only time I do a poll is if I think I'm going to win something if I answer. 20% of Americans can't find the United States on a globe. Is that true? Joe Beef. Don't be lying, Joe, Joe Beef. Joe Beef is lying. Joe Beef, would you make that shit up? Solar flares up in 2012, bro. We're crossing the galactic equator then. You know what? You know, uh, there's a guy, which is it, Richard Tyson? Is that his name? Is it, what is that guy's name? The uh, astronomer. Really, Neil Tyson. Neil Tyson. Very, very intelligent guy, and I, I really like listening to him talk. And one of the things he said about this whole crossing the aquatic, whatever, the, what is it? What is the, the exact, the way this guy... Galactic equator, I think that's what this guy said. Um, that, yeah, like we're we're crossing through the center of the galaxy, like we were everything's in line on December twenty first, two thousand twelve. You know what he says? He says that happens all the time. <laughs> he says he says that like that like line up with the center of the galaxy. That's, that doesn't it doesn't happen then. He says it happens all the time, and nothing happens. So. Who knows if he's right or if he's one of those guys that's like super skeptical. But I think what's much more likely is going to happen in 2012 is something technological. Something technological. Some crazy invention. You know, like... I don't think it's going to be anything. It could be that too. It could be that 2012, what really happens is nothing happens. And then people realize, oh, we have to actually manage this life. We can't just rely on fucking aliens landing. I was more know? scared about 2000 just because it, that made sense. Like right. all the computers, planes dropping from the sky. I was scared too. I didn't, um, I didn't uh, do a gig right. in 2000. I stayed home. I yeah, I thought for sure there was at least going to be something small when 2000 hit. Isn't it crazy that that's 10 years ago now? Time is just fucking flying by, man. It's crazy fast. It's weird. It almost feels like it's quicker every year. And everybody says that, but what if time really is quicker? What if, like, clocks are moving quicker, too? We just can't really establish it because that wouldn't make sense because what about digital clocks? Well, no. Well, they, all, <laughs> they all exist in, in this fucking dimension. Maybe this dimension is moving quicker. Units of time are, you know, almost... I well, think we're forgetting we're, more. So it feels like we're forgetting more of the day. Because we have more information? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. potatoes. Thoughts on the zeitgeist movement. You know what I think about zeitgeist and all that stuff? There's a lot of zeitgeist that's, that's poorly researched. Like the stuff that he said about Mithra and, and the, the different, different um, gods and stuff that that are just like Jesus, a lot of that is really poorly researched and incorrect and been proven wrong. There's a, a website that says, uh, I think it's uh, uh, it's common, I don't know, debunking zeitgeist or something like that. I forget what the, uh, what the website is titled, but 
I mean, the guy just breaks down all the errors that the dude who made the movie made. And it's just, you know, he, he's, he's quoting references and, and showing very clearly that uh, the, the Zeitgeist guys have made some big problems, big, big fuck-ups. And I think his whole, uh, the, how sure he is that September 11th was was um, designed and that, you know, the uh, and perpetrated by the U.S. government and that Tower 1 and Tower 2 fell because they were they were detonated. Like, you're sure of that, you know? Look, no one's sure of that. That's crazy. You can't say free fall. All this talk of free fall speed and the towers fell at free fall speed. Yeah, they fell pretty fucking fast, but that's what happens when shit falls apart. It falls apart pretty fucking fast, especially shit that's super heavy and gigantic and all that weight is on and it's all just collapsing. Who the fuck knows what happens when you build a building that way and you fly a fucking giant plane filled with jet fuel into it? The only way to really know, I mean, you can have theories, but the only way to really know is to build another building and fly another jet into it exactly the same way and see what happens. And if it falls down exactly like that one, then the argument's pretty much over. And if it doesn't, then you have to go, well, okay, well, what was inside the building? Did it all burn the same? Was uh, was it exactly constructed the same? You know, and then you gotta try it again. I mean, you, you have to fucking have more than two buildings to go on. And everybody's like, buildings have never fallen before. And look, the government does some nasty, evil shit. That is absolutely a fact. But you don't know. You don't know what happened there. And to say that you know is just as bad as people who blindly trust in the US government. The thing, the question that I have a big question about when it comes to September 11th is Tower 7. And if you uh, watch a video online, there's a video of Tower 7 falling, and it falls just like a controlled demolition. I mean, it just goes straight down, whoosh, all at once. And it's it's really crazy to watch, man. You know, because, like, it, it implodes from the basement down, and every level falls apart, including, like, jets of, of energy, like, spraying out of windows like there's blasts. I mean, maybe that could be because it's collapsing. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole floor of air being pushed right. through the window. But the problem is, it all falls at the exact same time, and that building wasn't even hit by a plane. It was on fire, and it had a hole in it from, like, debris and stuff, and I could see it falling down, but there was a hole in one corner. And the hole, if it's a hole there, and the building's going to collapse, wouldn't it collapse towards the hole? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Maybe. It also makes sense the whole pop standing on a pop can thing, where if you stand on a pop can and you knock a little bit off the side, it's not you're not falling over, you're going straight down because of the weight. You know, I mean, That's meaning true. it's so right. heavy, even if there's a hole on it, it doesn't matter. It's just going straight down. You know? hmm. That's maybe, maybe. I, I think with all that shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad there's people that freak out about it and care about it because without them, you know, the government's going to get away with a bunch of shit. But in my opinion, you know, I don't get care. If the government did it, fuck, they did it. You know, I'm still waking up eating my cereal. <laughs> well, you, that is one thing you have to consider. I mean, it's like you, you, you mean, how is this going to help you? How is right. this going to help you in your life? I know. You know if you get it's, obsessed with this. Yeah. Look, too much, too here's, much here's the bottom line. Time. People that think the government wouldn't kill people and nobody died in Tower 7, supposedly. But the thing, people so think hard that, to believe. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> people think that the government would not kill people. This is all you need to know. For sure, they start wars that don't need to be started. That's 100% fact. For sure, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that got us into the Vietnam War, that was a fake fucking attack on Americans. They faked it. And they faked it and made this big deal about it so that everybody would get fired up and realize we have to go to Vietnam. That's fact. This is history. 
You know, and the fact that they, they wrote up a thing called Operation Northwoods, the Northwoods document. And the Northwoods document was they were planning attacks on Americans, and they were going to, this is in 1962, and they were going, this is signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the way, and vetoed by Kennedy. They were going to attack Guantanamo Bay. They were going to lob grenades into, and mortars into Guantanamo Bay and possibly kill American soldiers. They were going to blow up a jetliner and blame it on the Cubans. And they were going to tell Americans, we have to go to war with Cuba. Well, people were going to fucking die in that war, for sure. And people were going to die in a war that Americans didn't want. And so they, they decided to do what's called a false flag and make attacks on Americans and blame it on the Cubans. And that's a fact. They were, they're willing to kill people. And only 3,000 people died in September 11th. For sure, that's a lot of people. I'm not making light of it. But in comparison to how many people have died in Iraq during the fucking war, they're talking about like a million civilians have died in Iraq since the invasion. A million. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Well, look at Haiti. I mean, yeah. millions of people died from that earthquake in Haiti, but the, we didn't have it HD video fucking, you know, seeing it. Well, that's, yeah, but we didn't, we're not responsible for that. No, I mean, that's well, a I know, I know, disaster. I know, but, but I think the reason why... What I'm saying why, is that they're willing to kill people. Right, right. I think the reason why we're focused on it, though, is just because of that, that we all watched it live, where if, you know, if we saw these people in Iraq get shot live on TV, it would probably be just as big as 9-11, you know? Well, I don't know about that. You know, I think, uh, I think, well, I think the idea is that it was an attack on American soil. I mean, that's really what was, why it was such a big deal. And then, all, I mean, I remember how everybody got so patriotic after theirs. Do you remember after September 11th, how everybody had fucking American flags in their car? Remember that weird feeling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were in, you're still in Ohio back then, right? Right. Did they have them in Ohio? Like, oh, yeah. It was crazy bad. I, it, went, I, I left, I went to work one day. I don't even think I was doing Fear Factor at the time. I might have been. But I, I was driving down down uh, the street near my house and every fucking car had an American flag on it. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, this is just weird. This is a weird feeling. It's like like people are bowling up. Like they're ready to just, just go to fucking war. And you don't realize like how warlike this fucking culture really is and, and how sheep-like and how people are just immediately willing to fight. You know, and fight who? The, the people who did it are dead. Like they, it was a suicide attack. So the people that were responsible for the, the deaths of those people are all dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're one of those crazy motherfuckers that doesn't believe that it was a real plane, and then the nah, fucking, and then there's people that believe that you know they were piloted by remote control and the planes were empty. And uh, who the fuck knows? Shit happened almost. What is this? Ten it's years, ten years, ten years yeah, and nine people years. are still talking about it. Oh my god, you know? it's, it's so I mean, frustrating <laughs> talking to people who claim to know. That's when it's really frustrating. Man, it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon; it was a missile. Where's all the people that died in the fucking plane crash? Then what? They just they took them, and why would they say it's a plane? Why would they shoot a missile and say it's a plane? Why were there all the plane parts on the lawn? I mean, come on, man. We talked about this before. This, it's all. This? Yeah. The, the plane pump? Yeah, I think we actually last week or two weeks ago. What's Fear Factor real? Nothing is real. Depends on how much acid you take. Joe Rogan hates Bruce Springsteen. That is so not true. It's not true? Are you just trying to get attention, motherfucker? No, I don't hate Bruce Springsteen. Born to Run, that's a great fucking song. <laughs> um, Brilliant Disguise, that's a great fucking song. Never I got into Bruce Springsteen. Dude, I don't love all Bruce Springsteen, and I'm not going to sit through a fucking three-hour concert of anybody's. Yeah. It would have to be like Richard Pryor would have to come back from the dead. Pink Floyd? Do three, I might sit through three hours of Pink Floyd. Is no, that, I wouldn't. No. I'd get bored. They don't have three hours of good songs. Sure. But But I love some, some of Bruce Springsteen's songs. You know, some of them are the fucking shit. You, there's no one is gonna like. I bought an old uh, Rolling Stone album the other day because it had one song on it that I really liked. I forget what it was, but the rest of the album was dog shit. 
And that's the Rolling Stones. You know, you think about how many great songs they have. They have a lot of fucking albums. You know, if you go back into some of those older albums and listen to some of those songs that you don't know, Ew. it's just shit. You know, no, not, no, nobody puts out something that everybody loves. You know, and if I like, I mean, it's very rare that I like a whole album from a band. You know? Have you ever been to a real orgy, like, with more than ten people having sex in the same room? It's, like, you walked in, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? An orgy? Yeah, like a real one. No, I've never been to nah. an orgy. Have you? No, I just, I just it seems like we all these Tampa. People... Remember when we were in Tampa, Florida? Someone was trying to get us to go to a, a sex club. Right. There was a guy that had a swingers club. That right. happened again with me and Ari in, um, I think it was Nashville. Me and Ari were in Nashville. We had a same, this driver who drove us to the, the UFC, drove us to the comedy club. The same driver all week. And then finally, he's dropping us off at the airport. And he's like, as he's dropping us off, it's like, well, if you guys are ever back in town, no, I have a fucking swingers club that I belong oh, to. And no. me and my, I go, what? And he was, I go, swingers? Like, who? He goes, yeah, me and my wife, we're swingers. You're swingers. So you let dudes fuck your wife? He's like, well, you know, she lets me and I have to let her. What? Well, we get to choose, though. We have veto power. That's what he said. We got veto power. Like, I go, so if some dude, you feel like you can't follow him? Oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, no. No big young studs. Like he gets to choose. Like he wants like old bald fucking you know vacuum salesman banging his wife and shooting his wife's mouth. That would be so bad. I'm like, do you watch? He goes, no, I don't want to watch. You don't want to watch. You don't want to watch. Your your wife is getting fucking stuffed in another room. How crazy is that bitch? You know how crazy is she? You know whenever I hear about chicks that want to fuck like a bunch of different dudes at the same time, like that is. There's something, I mean, look, we're all wired differently, and, you know, I like hot sauce. You like hot sauce? Mm -hmm. You like spicy food? Mm -hmm. I like fucking really spicy food. Like, I'll fuck myself up. I put, like, Dave's Insanity Sauce on, on burritos, and I'm sweating. Pour, sweat is pouring on my face. My tongue is on fire. Now, to most people, they wouldn't like that, but I like that for some weird reason. Maybe some girls just like dicks in everywhere, you know? Maybe they like it. Maybe it's just, like, they're just going crazy. Maybe it's not, but maybe, maybe they're broken, you know? Yeah. It I depends know. on the person. Some of them are for sure fucked up. There was this girl on the Howard Stern show today that got fucked so hard in the ass that it tore a hole in her intestines. Oh! No! <laughs> and she sewed it back up. Oh, and then no. she was talking about how she just the other day had two dicks in her ass. What? I'm like, wouldn't you, once your intestines rip open... Oh my God. Who is this girl? Uh, she's uh, in the new uh, Jersey Shore porn. Jersey... Whore or something like that. It's a Somebody movie. knows. You guys know. She was on the Howard Stern today. Knows. There's a bunch of you fucking perverts. God damn it. You people yeah. know who it is. I forget her name. Teresa or something like that. Or Whoever was listening to the Stern show today and uh, heard that. Yeah, Mr. Hands. That sounds just like Mr. Hands. Nah. But that that a regular dick doing that to you is that's even more impressive. The horse dick, you look at it and you go, how does it not kill you? Yeah. The, the most amazing thing about that Mr. Hands thing, if you don't know what Mr. Hands is, it's a guy who got fucked to death by a horse, and there's a video of it online. You can watch the guy getting fucked by the horse. But the amazing thing is, Tara was, Thomas. They did it. Taryn Thomas, beautiful. Thank you very much, Mighty Hubris. You fucking pervert. But um, the amazing thing about the horse fucking video is that apparently this guy had gotten fucked by a horse a bunch of times and nothing happened. Like he was okay. Like how does that even happen? Mr. Hands is year nine eleven. 
Because <laughs> you talk about that shit every day. <laughs> is there is there a point where you're like, man, I do talk about fucking horse fucking no. a lot more than I should. No. No, because it's a bit of my no, act now. I know, so but now you, it's like p- part of my, my job. You remember the shit, the ba face I used to go behind you and always make the faces yeah. all the time? Well, I found myself doing it on normal faces. So like, it would be my mom be like, hey, mom, let's take a photo. And then I'd be like, ah. like I'm like, oh, like, I'm doing this all the time now. I have to stop. So that's why I stopped doing the ba face because it was like something that was like in my head. If you don't know what the ba face is, and this is a, a thing that went on for literally like five years. Every time I took a picture with someone, like, you know, someone came to a show and they want to take a picture with me, every time Brian was behind them like this. And there's, we have to organize them and put them online. It's on MySpace, but a lot of them are. But yeah, there's, there's a million so more. many of them. There's, there's many more. We're talking about no bullshit, five years worth of shows. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures, all with Brian behind it, making crazy fucking faces. I have a picture of me and David Lee Roth, and you're behind it. Yeah. Kind of fucked up I face. think the last one I did, or the one that made me realize I needed to stop doing it, was when I did to Brock Lesnar, and I was so drunk. And then <laughs> next day, I'm like, I did not do it with Brock Lesnar. How about the one you did with Dane Cook, man? Oh, yeah, and I did to Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, the Brock Lesnar one, like, I was like... I need to stop. He could have easily kicked my ass right then and there. Oh my god, I, I don't have that picture. You gotta send that yeah, to me. I'm gonna put this up Holy on Twitter. Holy shit, right that's now awesome. Because send it's it to Flickr. Send it to Flickr. I'm gonna I'll do it right now because. Wow, I've never seen that photo before. Yeah, I'll put that shit up on. on oh, I'll put it on Flickr? Okay. Uh, do whatever. I, I can't believe I ball faced David Lee Roth. Yeah, he did, dude. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to. Well, no, I, can't, I shouldn't say this, but I can't wait to one day where David Lee Roth won't be around maybe what so we can release no that video so we, no. or he won't be a, no. we have this video of us all hanging out with david lee rock just don't talk, even talk about no, that no no, no i don't, don't mean, even say i don't mean die i mean like he doesn't care don't even say about it right now because right. we, he told us not to talk about it oh all right i mean he doesn't want that video coming no. out so the last thing we should do is talk about what's on that video man. no no i was just gonna say we all sat around and talked yes. but but we but how right. we love bullshit to, man you were saying you can't wait till he dies so you can release no it. no 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 just so we can sh- like no, show it to people because it was so no, awesome no, it was awesome no. there, right yes it was it was it was just cool talking to him. Right. It was basically just David Lee Roth talking about crazy road stories. I mean, it was nothing scandalous. No. It was just. Uh, I mean, it's fucking David Lee Roth, you know. It's just weird hanging out with somebody that you grew up as a kid listening to, buying Dude. his albums at Gold Circle, and. Yeah, it's uh, amazing hanging out with David Lee Roth was the shit. All right, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna choose the photo. I'm gonna put that shit online so you guys can see. Shit. But this this picture of Brian going nutty behind David Lee Roth is just indicative of one of fucking you probably have you, some of you guys probably have photos of me in the background you didn't even know people would get so mad oh, yeah people they almost got so fights with me before they would get so mad they go yo Joe bro what's this fucking asshole doing behind you and I'm like no no, no he's my friend he's actually get paid to do that <laughs> the guy in Tempe remember he came back twice because yeah, yeah. he was so pissed off people were mad well there's weird people that like uh there's weird people that fucking like take pictures that they take with you and like put them like in their living room, yeah, train room. Up. I went to this guy's house once. We did this Fear Factor thing. Please don't tell me that Firefox is fucking crashing again. Oh, are we you still on? dirty cunt. Oh my god, you fucking piece of shit. Are we still on? I don't know. Come on. Dude, come on. I don't know. 
fucking piece of shit. God damn it, dude. We're going to lose this fucking recording, too. I don't think we'll release this recording, will we? Dude, what are we doing? Go to the show. Go to the show. I'm what are you trying doing? Trying to. We're back. It was a mess, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we tried to to come back online. I was trying to put up a, a uh, an image of uh, me and David Lee Roth, and uh, what the fuck ever Firefox crashed on me. But I was trying to show you the the ba face. We're all back, right? Everything's good. I'm gonna um, try to unload it through here. Flickr also has a nice uh, desktop loader. You should download sometime. Oh, nice you just drag it to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'll get that shit. Shit. Put the picture up right now. I think today is the last day of Firefox. Firefox can suck it. They've got. It's gotten bad lately. In, yeah. uh I've noticed Chrome's been really good. Yeah, I've been crashing a fucking lot with Firefox. Like a lot. Man. Yeah, I stopped using it. Yeah. Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I apologize. I apologize. And it's saved though. So if you uh, are just coming in now, the the first hour and a half is already saved. Oh, that's annoying, right? It's better if I have a white thing on my screen because it acts as a light. Look. Mhm. Mm oh, look. There's a light on, but it's not a light. It's just a little window I open. Hmm. I'm so clever. Hmm. So I can read your shit, though. You know, right, you, we're back. If you got a light behind your monitor, it actually eases your eyes and puts less strain on your eyes. Listen to you, Doctor Phil, Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz, a real doctor, right, Doctor Phil? Yeah. <clears throat> Firefox does blow. You're right. We're uh, using Safari right now, and all you fucking silly cunts that especially the, all these uh, fucking Mac guys get a PC that Mac garbage oh it's the same guy over and over again and Nick go fan 2009 you are dumb okay you're dumb you're a dumb person this whole Mac versus PC thing what do you give a fuck and you're telling me that PCs are somehow or another better than Macs guess what douchebag PCs get viruses, Macs don't. It's that's but there are viruses, they've written viruses. You bring me one dude who's ever had a virus on his fucking Mac. One. I know everyone I know who's had a PC, except Voodoo Chicken. He claims to have never gotten a virus. That's a lie. I think that's a lie. Everybody gets viruses on PCs. Just that alone, it's better to get a Mac. Second of all, Macs don't fucking crash nearly as much. This wasn't a Mac problem. This is a Firefox problem. Everything else on the computer worked fine. That's why I was able to reboot. Faggot! Listen, stop worrying about Mac versus PC. It's just a goddamn operating system. It's like the Republicans versus the Democrats. Most of the people on one side or the other are just on a fucking team, and their simple little brains are stuck on that team. They might not even agree with half the shit the Republicans say, but they support them and even say, well, we got to support our team. You know, I don't agree with what they're doing right now, but what's important is we support them and we, you know, push forward and we get a, a Republican in office in 2012. Blah, 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 blah. They're just the Washington Redskins versus the fucking Miami Dolphins. That's all that shit is. It's teams. It's just like Boston versus Philly. Philly sucks. Boston rules. That's the same moronic bullshit, all right? There, there is no fucking Philly. There is no Boston. It's nonsense. You're a dummy. Shut the fuck up, all right? 
How dare you? Where was I? Anyway. Did you upload that photo? Of course I did, faggot. It's not on there. How dare you? Oh! I swear to God, I pressed that thing. <laughs> they all saw it. thing with the Look thing. Look how quick it is, though. Oh, it's so beautiful. They just told me that they're upgrading my download speed to like 30 megs next oh, month. Oh, my Jesus. Like, thanks. I don't even have 20. I have like, uh, I think 16 or 18. 18, it said. Last time it said 18. Alright, I got the picture of David Lee Roth. Do, 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 do. Cool the link That's crazy. Motherfucker. That's hilarious. Alright, this is what caused all the fucking trouble, ladies and gentlemen. A goddamn picture of me and David Lee Roth. But it was just to prove that Brian has been making this crazy ball face for. Years, because this picture of David Lee Roth was like, what was it like from two thousand five? It's like three or four years ago. It's before we got banned from the comedy or that whole yeah. comedy store thing. Yeah, because it was at the comedy store. All right. So that's uh, two thousand six, maybe. It was right before he got together with back together with Van Halen before they announced yeah. that they were going to get back together. He was telling us about it yeah. there, though. Yeah. I just put it on my little Twitter. Um, and then you see Brian in the background making that crazy face. He did that. No bullshit. Fucking hundreds of thousands of times. <sighs> that was a long odyssey just to get one picture put up. <laughs> I know. It really wasn't worth it. Epic fail. Indeed. Indeed. Epic Indeed. fail. Oh, he's talking about that Anoki fan. That fella. Try out chat roulette. You know what? I would think about doing that, but I don't want to see any dude's cocks oh, randomly. I, I, I did it. I tried it out. I yeah. put, uh, uh, I found this, this kind of, somebody already did this before, but I found this uh, big black chick and I put her on loop and then uh, did it just this, and recorded the screen and stuff, and, but it was like maybe 90% cocks. And I was like, yeah, it's not even funny. I don't, I mean, it's really sad. That there's so many creepy people out there. They just like, come on. It's well, like, you know what? It's dudes that want to show their dicks at work, and they just never get the opportunity. But they get it home, and they're wearing a fucking wrestling mask, and they go crazy and pull their dick out. And it's just suppression, man. It's like Catholic school girls. Remember Catholic school girls when you were a kid? They were always the biggest sluts, right? Yeah. 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 Why? Because they never seen a dick. They're they're whisked away to some fucking magical place where only girls exist. They have all girl teachers and shit, and they're told that dicks are evil, and they just can't wait to suck one. They can't wait. Those bitches can't wait. They can't wait to get a dick in their mouth. Oh, they just want to do that forbidden thing. You know, it can't suppress human beings, man. I like to do it with maybe like a five-year-old girl on loop, just sitting there going like this, you know, like oh, like that, and see if any of these guys with the uh, dicks if they like put it away or if they no, sit there. No, they would fucking love it, man. You think? Yeah, well, we could record fucks. them and put them on YouTube. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. That's, if we get a fake loop of, of a, a girl. Just a girl, just a little kid just sitting there going, like, like she's looking at the monitor mm. and see if the guy, like, immediately disconnects or if he sits there an extra couple seconds. Hmm. So Do they, well, how does it work? Do they pull their dicks out immediately as soon as you log yeah, in? Yeah, what, what it is, is right, it just automatically puts you in with a room with another person, both on webcam. And, and then do, they, do they have their dick out instantly? When, when I was doing it, when I was in? doing it, it was just guy stroking it so right when he went in there you're like Ugh. okay so that's what you should do you should we should get a video of like a five or six year old girl just freaking the fuck out from the beginning right so it only work on the guys that are already beaten off right because otherwise we'd have to time it like you know how timer oh, yeah. like normally you know, and then going oh my god yeah yeah 
Yeah, and have her scream, call the police, call the police. Oh, we didn't even have to do that. We just had the girl going, you know, like kind of like. No, better, better just call the police. <laughs> Let's freak this motherfucker out. You know? <laughs> yeah, because they can catch you. The freaky weird dudes are mostly straight. Gay get sex all the time. We are less repressed. Yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. Let me tell you something. Everyone's fucked up. Don't you tell me that gays are less repressed. Of course you're more repressed. Society represses gay sex. Gays are just as fucked up as religion rep repressing straight sex. And a lot of gays grew up in religious households too. And that makes them extra fucked up. It's not like a coincidence that gay people do so much crystal meth and there's so many gay people that love to party and, and the, their lives become a wreck and they fucking torch their immune system. Gay people, there's a lot of crazy fucking gay people. And not repressed doesn't always mean that you're not fucked up. I mean, how about bug chasers? How about gay dudes that are purposely trying to get AIDS? You know that? Gay dudes who purposely try to get HIV. They want to get it. They, they, they think there's something hot about it. And so they go and have unprotected sex on purpose, hoping to get HIV. That's fucked up. You know, you can't say that gay people are less fucked up sexually than straight people. Everyone's fucked. Humans across the board, universally, are fucked up. It's just way too difficult to come out and have your shit together. I mean, how many people like really have their shit together? If you had to guess, the numbers. I don't One think anyone time. really has their no, shit No, but together. I mean, have your shit together to a point where, you know, like, oh, he's not doing anything oh, right. self-destructive, oh, yeah. he's being productive and positive. It's like maybe one out of a hundred, man. Maybe. Out of the people that you meet, one out of a hundred. The other 99 are nuts, you know? Half nuts, partially nuts. You're nuts. I'm nuts. We're both nuts. You know, I mean, how many, I mean, even the Dalai Lama's fucking nuts. You know what the Dalai Lama said? He called, uh, he said that oral and anal sex were, were um, I forget that dude. I forget the exact word, terms he used, sexual uh, deviations or something like that. But he was saying, I forget the term that the, the Dalai Lama used, but basically he was saying that oral sex is, is, is really bad. It's terrible for you. <laughs> like, you shouldn't do it. Like, you shouldn't eat pussy. The girls love it. It feels good, and uh, I like doing it, right? You like doing yeah, it? Yeah, we've talked Why about this, bad? but there's actually, there's actually science now saying that it can cause cancer and in the person that's eating out the girl now, or something like that. What are you fucking? Remember, talking we talked about? about this once. We talked science. About... No, we never talked about yeah. eating pussy. Yeah, we made cancer. a video. We made a video about it where I talked about eating pussy, and we were talking about it in that video. Yeah, but we didn't say eating pussy gives you yeah, cancer. Yeah, it was it's something that came out. We that were talking about how you like to lock out of it like a slug. I know, but that's how we started. Remember talking that? About it. Yeah. I don't no. remember eating pussy gives you cancer, dude. I think you might have just made uh, that up. No. Oral sex. <sighs> please, Twitterverse, tell me, sweet Jesus. Please, please, please Risk. tell me that you don't cancer. get there was some kind of study that from eating pussy. Oral sex increases throat cancer risk, serial what? scientists say. No, that's for girls because dudes who have fucking dick warts shove their dick into a girl's mouth and the girl's mouth gets infected. Like if you have the human papilloma virus. Yeah, but that goes both ways. Um yeah. Girls and guys can both get the HPV virus. From eating pussy? Yeah. That, that's, it's even well, worse for chicks because you're mixing up with fucking blood in their, you know, you might get a clot back there in the corner that gets inside an open sore in your mouth. That, ever, that, that does sort of make sense, you know? Earl sex can cause throat cancer. March 9th, 2007. Man. Kind of sucks, though, because that's my favorite thing to do, so I moved on just, to the ass. It's just... 
son. What's wrong with you, boy? What time we got here? Um, 4.43, but we were down for 10 minutes. <clears throat> so, who's this one dummy that keeps saying, have I ever shit my pants? You know, there's something wrong with you as a human being if you keep answer, asking the same stupid fucking question over and over that. and over again. Like, the same that's, that's what's interesting to you? That's what's interesting to you? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, let's go to... Uh, we're going to go to forums.joerogan.net and see what the uh, questions are. We put up a thread, like we do every week, where... Um, a lot of people ask questions and shit, and and then we review. Dallas this weekend, Addison Improv, oh, three right. nights, that's, almost sold out. Oh, that's so, right, bitches. So yeah. Friday, it Saturday is almost Sunday. sold out. Late show Saturday night is sold out. There's only uh, forty or fifty tickets left for both shows, Friday and Saturday, or both shows on Friday and uh, the first show on Saturday. So it, it's selling out quick. So if you want to come to Dallas, by the time we get on the radio. When we get on the radio, it's gonna sell out quick. We're gonna do Lex and Terry and a couple other radio stations. So that's, you know, if you want to jump on it, you gotta jump on it now. And, when are you uh, gonna get your tattoo uh, done? The new one? Yeah. It's gonna start in April. I'm getting another sleeve, okay. bitch. I just thought of what I want to get covered up on mine. Yeah. What and are you get the get? cat on top of that, cause that. What cat? Your crazy explosion cat? What the the chap that you know that cat? Well, with I'm that gonna go. Up? I'm gonna go and get this lasered off. You want to oh, go you are? Yeah. Lasered? Yeah, this one. The old one I have up here because I'm doing it? the whole sleeve. Eh. Yeah, but just... Does he do laser there? Or do you no, you have there? to go to a clinic to yeah. do it, and it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, it but hurts, I'll, hurts I'll more than a tattoo. Let's see. Let's see. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did, I ever t did I ever tell them uh, what, what how I found out what my tattoo about the whole thing? No, tell that story. Okay, so Show I... Show the tattoo first. Tell the whole story. Okay, so when I was younger, I was a manager of a movie theater. One of my employees wanted to be a tattoo artist. While he, while he tells the story, I'm going to pee. Right One of my employees wanted to be a tattoo artist, and she, her boyfriend owned a tattoo studio. So the whole time, uh, she's like, you know, he's teaching me every day how to do tattoos, and I do it on, like, watermelons or something like that to practice, and she's been doing it forever. And finally, one day, she's like, you know what? I'm going to start doing tattoos now, so if you know anyone that needs a tattoo... And she's like, I'll hook them up. And I go, wow, how much are you charging? And she's like, for you, I'll, you know, I'll do it for free or something like that. Because uh, you'll be my first person to ever do it. So I'm like thinking, free tattoo? That's awesome. So I went there. It took her eight hours or something ridiculous to do this tattoo. And uh, it originally was supposed to be an Egyptian turtle with uh, my name in Chinese or the letter R in Chinese in the middle of the turtle in Chinese. It was some stupid, I was really stoned or whatever. And it hurt so bad, she did nothing but scar me. So I have tons of like scar tissue. And it's like the gayest looking tattoo. It looks like Spider-Man, you know, was in a gang gang fight or something like that. Anyways, so anyways. Uh, <laughs> so one time I'm at this bar and the, this Chinese girl goes, let me see a tattoo. And she goes, why do you have no. that on your arm? Did she really talk like that? Uh, it was worse than that. She had a cock in her mouth. But she, she, uh, she looked at it and she goes, let me see that. And she goes, why do you have that on your arm? I'm like, what are you talking about? That's an R in Chinese, my last name, blah, blah, blah. She goes, that's not an R. She's that's like flowing water. That's like a waterfall. Do you like waterfalls? So I guess my tattoo means waterfalls. Let me see it again. 
so gay. But anyways, I was thinking about getting the, getting the, the you know how those uh, cats in the Chinese restaurants? Cats? Yeah, they have a yeah. clock. That could be like the clock. You Dude, know, get me. Thing. I'll have Aaron Delavadova from Guru Tattoo. We'll do it together. That'd be awesome. All right. Or we have someone else, Guru. They have like right. seven fucking killer artists. He can recommend somebody. Right. We'll have him draw it. Honky Kong. We're going. I got my tattoo done at Guru Tattoo in San Diego. They rule. And they're awesome. Killer artists. My guy, the guy that did me, is Aaron Delavadova, and he only does big giant pieces. He did my whole sleeve, fifty hours. We went down there, I think, seven times, right? Ugh. And that's gonna be the same. We used the to right do one. this. Yeah. There, remember we're gonna that? do. We're gonna do this there too. We're remember gonna do that? it again. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're gonna do uh, Brian's. I'll. Uh, we'll. We'll find you a good artist there, man. He's got a, a, a whole killer staff of killer artists. I wonder if Honky Kong's still there because I wear a shirt every day, almost. You know I bet that? he is. I bet he is. We could find out, man. Guru tattoo. When does Red Band start stripping? Oh, it's it's Edward Cat Flappo. Hi, Flappo. It's probably not him, though. Hello Kitty is worse than Waterfalls. It's not the Hello Kitty, man. How dare you, bro? Hello Kitty? I didn't it's the take, good luck hat. I didn't take a bump. I peed. I've never done a bump in my life. It's one of the few drugs that I've never done. There's a bunch of them that I've never done. I've never done anything addictive. There's Honky Kong in there. You ever find him? Yeah. Artists. They got a bunch of killer artists, man. That place is awesome. It is awesome. It's in Pacific Beach down in San Diego. I don't Canadian still works there. It worked on I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that guy lost his marbles. Um. Anyway, what, what, what the fuck were we talking about? Tattoos. No. There's uh, something. Doing cocaine in the bathroom. Oh, I've never do done any coke. I've never done coke any, ever. Because when I was in high school, my friend Jimmy, his cousin, uh, was selling coke. I shouldn't even said my friend who. <laughs> let, let you fucking guess. But uh, he was uh, selling it. And um, when he was uh, doing that, he lost all this weight and he fucking... He would like hide in the basement or in the attic rather and just they would do coke and watch TV and him and his girlfriend were just zombies. And I saw his whole life fall apart. Like I watched it happen and I remember like saying, that fucking stuff's bad for you. I just remember nothing but bad things from high school and, and you know, right after high school of people and coke. Just like, it just was very obvious to me that coke is like the worst thing you could do. Did you do nitrous? No. Oh, like from Whippets? Yeah, like did it ones. once. Once yeah. when I worked at a, a um, ice cream place, I didn't like it. it just gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go. I've done it. MDMA. Some guy asked me if I done it. I did ecstasy once, only one time, and it was awesome. But the next day was so bad. The next day, I was so stupid. My brain was like, it felt like a sponge that had been just wrung out, dry, and then just left in the sun. You know, and then you try to like clean something with it it was just like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it was so my brain was so dumb it just i i was feeling so bad the next day i was like this cannot be good for you it's got to be fucking terrible for you who knows what it was in it though it might not have just been mdma pure mdma it might have been like they say that people cut it with speed and shit like that you know mm -hmm. but anyway yeah i couldn't read the next day that guy rem, rem showed Gallery, Remshu Gallery. Yeah, I couldn't read the next day, man. Literally, I was sitting in um, a Starbucks and I was trying to read uh, a magazine, and I was like, I can't even fucking concentrate on this. I could, I literally couldn't focus. It was, it was bad. And, uh, it was a fucking great time though that night. I can understand why people do it, and I guess if you're not a big reader <laughs> and you don't mind feeling stupid, the next day wouldn't be a problem. But for me, man, I've talked to people who say this, you know. The next day they feel fine. But. It just depends how much like strychnine's in it and stuff like strychnine. that. Have you ever candy flipped? 
where it's uh, a piece of candy and has ecstasy on one side and acid no. on the other side. I heard that's crazy though. It's a great combo. Yeah. Yeah. But I heard it's like whenever you combine things like that, the recovery times you just accelerated. Oh it's yeah. Even more time. Right, I won't do it nowadays. <sighs> so what else? What's the best weed? The the best weed is the weed that you got, bitch. <laughs> you know, if you it's if you have the weed. options. See the thing, the beautiful thing about California is this um there that guy's fucking great. Yeah. Go with that guy, man. That's the perfect style. Look at his style. Yeah. I could totally see that guy doing it. Adam Hawthorne. Um, I think um yeah, the, the thing that's cool about California is the fact that you get to go to these places and experiment with all these different strains. Joey Diaz mixes it up every day. He thinks that that's... Ooh, that shit is badass. What is that right there? Joey Diaz thinks that... Let's see what this guy's tiger looks like. Ooh. Joey Diaz thinks that he should mix your weed up every day. We're on gurutattoo.com. G-U-R-U tattoo. Um, Joey says that if you smoke the same weed every day, you get used to it. But if you mix up strains every day, that every day it's like boom, boom. So Joey buys like a little bit of weed every day. It's like a if ritual. If you smoke weed every day, you get used to it. I mean, yeah. I have to take a good three days off nowadays. But Joey smokes weed every day. I try not to. Joey smokes weed every day. Joey ain't taking no days off. Yeah. You know, when you go, like we're on the road... And, like, we pass by Joey's hotel room. Like, we're all staying in the same hotel. When you go to get Joey, his room stinks of weed. I mean, fucking stinks. Every day it stinks of weed. He always knows the right guy <laughs> in every town to get him weed. You know? And he always gets it. Joey's an everyday weed guy. I don't I don't smoke weed every day. I like to take days off. I think it, uh, it's better. I, I, don't, I don't like the. I don't like being completely obliterated every day. I don't think that shit's healthy. You know? All right, let's go to the questions on the message board. Oh, your Charlotte, North Carolina date changed. It changed? Or uh, the venue changed. It did? Yeah. What is it? Now it's Amo Southland? Hmm. Hmm. Amos Southend. Okay. Weird. Whatever. They were uh, there for a... Um, the UFC. So the way it always works is whenever I'm in town for a UFC, I always do uh, a gig the day before. So let's go to the message board. I did a gig in Sydney. Had a great fucking time. Australian people are the shit. That show was fun, man. But the show was could could have been better because I got too drunk the night before. Oh, we got too drunk. My brain was first of all I was fucked up because I could not sleep. Because you're 19 hours ahead when you go to Australia, so your body doesn't know what time it was. I'd be exhausted. I'd go to sleep. Three hours later, I'd wake up, and I didn't know what. I thought I was taking a nap. Like my body had no idea. I could not sleep for like eight hours in a session. I couldn't do it. So I'd sleep like three hours. I'd get up. I'd try to read. I'd beat off. I'd try to go back to sleep again. I'd sleep for another hour, and I'd, I'd wake up again. Like it was so confusing, man. But um, Friday night when we got there. It was um, um, me and uh, Eddie and um, who else? Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Me and Eddie and Tom Segura. We went to a bar and got fucking blitzkrieg. We just pulled up 
to the bar. We, 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 we set up shop like right, right by the bar at this club and just start buying people drinks. Just went nutty. I must have bought a hundred fucking drinks. Really? Just pointing Is at drinks people. Drinks cheaper or more expensive? No, I don't the know. Dollar? It's all the same. It's very close. What's the dollar's the dollar like, like it's like ninety two to our dollar. Okay. Like it's worth ninety two cents, or it might be the other opposite. It's probably the Ours opposite. might be worth ninety two cents. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure which one, but uh, people were so. You cool see any there. kangaroos anywhere? Yeah, we did at the zoo. Oh, they were depressed. The depressed kangaroos just yeah. lying around like this, like motherfucker. That's what we were talking about earlier. When we were talking about the, right. the killer whale that killed right. people. Yeah, just, uh, just zoos bum me the fuck out, man. I would like to see a, a kangaroo in the wild, but they're dangerous. They'll fuck you up. Was there anything in Australia that was just completely insane? Like their bathrooms have weird purple no. lights in them. It's like, like you know how you grow up. We were talking about this, me and Eddie and Tom, about how you know when you grow up, you're taught that everything sucks except America. Right. All these other countries bullshit. suck. They're all the same. Australia is the shit. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. It's clean. Really nice houses everywhere. The restaurants were great. The people were friendly. Friendly. You know, the economy's not completely fucked. You're driving on the left side of the road, which is weird. Yeah. But other than that, you get used to that. Yeah. What's the difference? You know, it's just what you're used to. But other than that, it's fucking phenomenal. I mean, other than that, what a great country, man. I mean, it's amazing. And comics, like uh, my friend Eddie Ift, he's huge over there. Huge. The guy sells out all over the place. Does TV shows. People come to see him. They, he, he told me they write about him in the paper when he's at a bar. But in America, you, know, you can't can't fucking get traction for whatever reason. Mm. Arch Barker. Awesome UFC. Yeah, it was a great UFC. Arch Barker's gigantic in Australia. Fucking monstrous. He sold out some place, supposedly, it was like a 1,500-seat place, sold it out something like 20-something nights in a row. I mean, it's just craziness. They love American comedians over there, so the show was fucking fantastic. I had a great time. A few people walked out, but that's going to happen. Man, if you don't know what you're getting into, <laughs> you know... Um, I always try to tell people that if there was a big sign in the front of the show that said, warning, this show will c contain language and material as extreme as you could possibly imagine. But apparently, some of the shit I said people couldn't imagine. So they didn't know what to expect. But um, sorry, you got bummed out. But 99% of the people had a great fucking time. But yeah, it was a pretty wild, crazy show. But also, it was because we were hammered that night, too. So two nights in a row, we got barbecued. So I was planning on going to Australia and doing all this writing. But alcohol just sticks a fork in all those plans, you know? You, you said that, that when you flew to Australia, it was like 17 hours. Was the flight really, did it really feel like 17 hours? Was it the point where you were just like, fuck this, I need to jump off this plane, this is too much? Or No. No, no I it never wasn't that bad. That. You know, you just, my cats are fighting. You know, you just, you read watch a fucking movie, get on your laptop. I, I was, you know, going over some material on the way over there. The real problem was once I got there, I thought I was going to write, but it was just all, it was all get drunk, recover right. from the drunk, drink a lot of water, get drunk again, recover. You had like, like small little bedrooms almost on the plane, right? The plane was dope. We flew first class on Qantas and it's some, I think it's called the A310 or something like that. Giant ass fucking plane. And they're huge, man. They're, they're, they're like it's like a little apartment, man. Was the was like coach like like uh, I don't know coach futons? Is regular. Was it like coach futons? Is, no, <laughs> coach is just fucking coach, man. You, you, business class is pretty dope. Business class is just as good as first class. Wow, pretty close to it. But coach, 
fuck you, they say. That they don't sucks. Care. Yeah, go on. I'd been like, hey, let me hang out in your bedroom up yeah, here. Man. <laughs> I can't imagine flying 16 hours in one of these ass chairs. Just fuck that. jam next imagine to Ralphie Southwest. May on one side and Kevin Smith on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Both after they ran a marathon. I can't believe that somebody kicked Kevin Smith off a it's fucking so plane. How dumb are you? It's so like, stupid. Do you not know who he I guess a lot of people don't know who he is, with, with, like the way he looks. Like they don't know that that's oh that's right. that famous director. You might want to shut the fuck up. That guy's on Twitter all day, every day. He he probably ruined Southwest. That cost them money for sure, don't you think? Well, part of me thinks so, but then the other part of me is like they just got so much attention, you know. And especially if you cunts? hate, especially if you hate fat people, you'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to Southwest <laughs> so all they, the way. <laughs> but they lost the fat dollar. I, I bet there's a lot of fat people that got bummed out. How does Ralphie May fly Southwest? Because he Dude, does it. You know how much money that probably saved him. All these pissed off fat people that aren't flying Southwest now just save them all. There, there's already studies that they were go- thinking. This is ridiculous. They were thinking about making you take a shit before you flew because they found out that if they made everyone go to the bathroom before they got on the airplane that they would save so many dollars per year. Like this what? was a real study that they were going to this do. This was Southwest? Uh, this wasn't Southwest. This was American Airlines or something oh like that. Oh my God. So can you imagine now that they have all these fat people pissed off that we're not going to fly Southwest. It's probably, they're probably earning $5 million a year. <laughs> I wonder how much it cost them more to fly like fuel wise to Australia for a fat guy than for like a small guy. Oh, I'm sure that it's, it's big enough times a hundred than that, than you would imagine. My God. You know? Huh. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Maybe maybe Southwest paid Kevin Smith, and this is all just to save them a million, a couple million a year. Kevin Smith would never do that. He's like the fat people. Kevin Smith has integrity. (laughs) I met him; he was cool. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, (laughs) he is really cool. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, I met him when uh, I came in to do K Rock once, KRQ in LA. Very fun radio. The the last of the terrestrial radio stations in LA. Fucking radio in L.A. has vanished. I wanted to do radio for a long time. I was thinking about doing it. You know, I was thinking, how what a cool thing that would be. Like, we have some interesting conversations. You take callers, talk to people online and shit. You know, but it just died when they had that ninety-seven point one. You know, FM talk. I was like, how cool would that be? Let's get a let's get a fucking radio gig. You know, let's do. Well, you were gonna do it in Denver before yeah. you moved back. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it in Denver. I was thinking. When about... are you going back to Denver? People keep on asking me that. Well, there's UFC in March, but uh, March. I haven't gotten a venue uh, to do stand-up at, so I might just go back and um, no, no, no stand-up, just have fun, Ooh. just do the UFC. Uh, I want to go back and check out my house and see if I can find a fucking mountain lion that ate my dog. <laughs> what if you came there and your dog was sitting on the front porch? He's been oh. living off the land, and he's this big butch, lassie-looking dog now. <laughs> he's a little dog, man. He got jacked. Believe me, he was gone for weeks. There's no way. Your dog does not appreciate black people's. People's. Well, if dogs aren't around black people, and then all of a sudden they see a black person, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is he that color? What's going on? Can dogs see color? Maybe they just see darkness. Don't dogs see in black and white? Maybe you think it's a dude with a mask on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to uh, the message board. Conan O'Brien has a new look. Oh, with the beard. Well, you know what? He's got 35 million in the bank now. It's just just kicking it, you know? Today I interviewed a squirrel in my backyard and then threw to commercial. Somebody help me. (laughs) 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 That's pretty fucking Conan O'Brien now has a Twitter, by the way. It's Conan O'Brien. 
I love the whole Conan story. It just shows you how retarded networks are, you know. And first of all, they should have never changed shit. You know, what they should have done, I, I appreciate that Jimmy Fallon, people enjoy Jimmy Fallon's show, but you know what, put that on after Conan O'Brien, you know, go back to the way you had it, don't be stupid, you want to go Jay Leno t Tonight Show while you want to go Middle America and throw softballs and not offend anybody, and then keep the Conan O'Brien show where it was, because when Conan's on, he can do, you know, all that craziness, the fucking insult dog, masturbating, but he can do it late at night, because... You're allowed to do more crazy shit late at night. You know, what's his face? Remember when we were talking to Norm MacDonald outside the ice house? He had the best point. Norm MacDonald goes, he goes, well, what fucking difference does it make what time he's on anyway? Nobody watches it. You watch it on your fucking DVR or you, you, you see it on YouTube. Right. Who cares if you're on 11.30 or 12.30? It's 12.30 is better. It's, you can get away with more shit. He was totally right. I like how he's saying all this, but yeah, his phone was from 1982. So I was like, you don't have it on TV. The fact that he had a phone at all. When I when I ran into him, I ran into Norm Macdonald once when I was doing some Canadian gigs like uh, a couple right. of years ago. And when I ran into him, he didn't have a cell phone. I had to call his home phone. That's right. <laughs> he didn't have a fucking cell phone. He I didn't have phone. one. He goes, I don't want people to just be able to get in touch with me. Sometimes I just want to fuck off and disappear. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious, man. He's uh, he, Norm Macdonald hosting a talk show would be the shit. Yeah, that would be. I would I would tune into that talk show because he wouldn't let get people get away with anything. You know, yeah. he's he's nuts. You know, he's he's a loose dude. He's wild. He would be a good couch guy for like Conan. Because have you ever seen him on the couch with like I forget who it was? And yeah. the whole time he was like cracking jokes. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Who was yeah, that? That was awesome. he would be a good like a a good guy. side guy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I have, like, a straight guy, and then he's right. the, the side guy. Yeah. What is my take on the weed stores in L.A. getting raided? It, it fucking sucks. You know, the whole thing makes me makes me sick. You know, the whole thing is so, so strange, man. It's so strange that they're still fucking with people. Apparently, the way the law is presented, though, in California, and I, I'm not sure of this. Um, is that they believe that the way the law is presented is that you can give weed away and you can sell it as long as you're not making a profit and that these collectives are supposed to be to provide medical patients with marijuana. But apparently there's people out there that are flaunting the wealth and they're making a fuckload of money off of it, millions and millions of dollars off selling weed. Now, if that's the case, there's... Two parts of me. One part of me that says, well, you know what? Fuck you. They should be able to sell it. You know, you're, you guys are douchebags. But another part of me says, hmm, maybe it'd be better. Maybe it would be really in the spirit of weed if it was free. Maybe it really would be in the spirit of weed that it isn't, uh, that it, there isn't for profit. You know, people, well, then, man, these stores couldn't exist and they couldn't sell it. Yeah, but weed's not that hard to grow, man. People would still grow and sell weed. And, you know, people would sell it illegally. I mean, there would be plenty of people that would, you know, if you want good weed, you got to talk to this guy and it's expensive. But I kind of like the idea of it not being for profit. There's something about it uh, that, that bugs me, that people are overcharging for this plant just because it's illegal. Like, I mean, it's fucking, some places it's super expensive, you know, five, $600 an ounce for like really powerful, potent weed. You know, which I understand the guy should get paid for his growing and this and that. And I, I, I totally respect that. You should be able to make a certain amount of, of, of money for it. But if it was legal, 
it would be way fucking cheaper than it is right now. The reality is, the reason why it's expensive at all, the reason why these guys can make millions of dollars in profit off of selling weed is only because it's illegal and difficult to get and you have to get it from these places. If marijuana was legal and you could grow your own, which is how it should be, you would have no need to buy it. You could have a little fucking plant in your backyard or in your closet. It pretty much already is like that, though. But it's We're not. not this guy got fucking arrested. It's not. This guy just got arrested. This guy just got arrested with 24 different counts. And he's they're going to charge him. And the way it works, apparently, is what Obama has said is that they're not going to charge people who are, who are only violating federal law. Because federally, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after people who are going to violate both federal and state, state laws. So you have to follow the state law to the letter. And they're making an example out of this one dude, apparently. Well, I mean, if you go and get a license, you're allowed to grow, what, seven plants or something like that? Yeah, you're allowed to grow a lot. You're allowed to have like a half a pound of weed. Yeah, and you, could, and you could even damn, get the weed. other license that you can do up to like 21 plants. Yes, and I got that. Yeah, you have that for some weird reason. <laughs> anyway, it, it, They it, asked me if I, I, I needed an exemption. And I said, what, what's in the exemption for? He goes, well, you know, the regular amount of weed is not enough. I'm like, yes, the regular amount is not enough. I need more. <laughs> so you, you could pretty much, anyone, anyone can get that. Even even kids could probably get this shit. But if they can get that license. So if you just grow within your amount, you could pretty much do that now. And even if the cops came over to your house. Right. But there could be people that don't have the room to grow. And, they, you know, they don't want to be hassled. And they want to be able to go out and purchase it at a reasonable rate. And I agree there's a, there is a reasonable rate. But right now, the rate is so high that marijuana is worth more than gold. Right. Marijuana is worth more, worth more per pound than gold is. That seems a little crazy. You know, I mean, it's definitely inflated because of the fact that there's no competition, because of the fact that it's illegal. And it's a fucking plant. It should be legal. Everybody should be able to grow it. And if it was legal, there would be nobody making millions and millions of dollars off it. The real problem is it would fuck the economy up because pharmaceutical companies would just fucking nosedive. There'd be so many different pharmaceutical products that would be, they would be useless. I, you know, I believe that to a point, but th- right now I have weed whenever I want to have weed, but I still have Tums for my stomach. I still have aspirin for headaches. You know, they, they didn't replace any of that. Right, you but know? you don't have fucking glaucoma, dude. You know, oh, yeah, you don't yeah. have, there's a lot of different medications for ADD. But there's a lot, those are the billion dollar medicines. It's not Tums, bro. But you it's know what? Prescription the, pharmaceuticals. Most, most of these people that are saying that it's the best drug for glaucoma and stuff are just hippies wanting weed to be legal. Because no, if, you, if you look at the, the no. medication, for no, glaucoma no, no, in comparison, no, no, no. I bet you it's better no, than weed. No, it's not. You don't no, think? No, marijuana is the best for interocular pressure. I believe that's what it's called. When when glaucoma, apparently, is very painful for people. And marijuana, apparently, is the best at relieving that. It's the best at re- restoring people's appetite when they have chemotherapy. That's why cancer patients like it. It's the best at... It's the best at a lot of different things, dude. There's people that have had kids that have autism. There's a video that we showed and we, right, we right, played right. that clip. Yeah. The kid that had autism and the, the, it was the only thing that calmed the kid down and made him normal was weed. You know, it's, it's great for a lot of different things. And yeah. all those different things are prescription drugs that are worth fucking billions of dollars every year to pharmaceutical companies, which is why they lobby against recreational drugs, so-called recreational drugs. It's just why, to this day, Partnership for Drug-Free America, to this day, gets money from pharmaceutical companies. They got money from alcohol companies and tobacco companies, millions and millions of dollars in the past, 
And because of that, there was a lot of criticism. So they no longer get money from alcohol and tobacco companies, but they still get money from fucking pharmaceutical companies. And pharmaceutical companies are responsible for oxycodone, Vicodin, Percocet, all that shit. I still don't think it's going to be like if they became, made it legal, like all these companies are going to go out of business. Yeah. I know my mom's not going to be smoking weed. She's going to be like, no, I'll take the other thing. Well, <laughs> you know? some people would be dumb enough for a few generations. Yeah, yeah. they would be dumb enough. Well, there's for just a few people that weed just doesn't work with. And that's like that's 50%, true. 60%. It's, that's that's never know. going to change for the things that we've talked about it's not 50 or 60 percent weed is a real effective medicine for a bunch of different things yeah but more importantly it'd be great for textiles it would be great for you could eat it you can i mean it has all the essential fatty acids and the seeds you know amino acids there's a lot of different fucking things that marijuana is good for besides just just getting you high right it's incredible that it's illegal it's really mind-blowing that it's illegal that in 2010 with the access to information that we have today the fact that it's still illegal that's fucking insane man is Ustream laggy yeah Ustream's always laggy man anything on the internet's laggy nothing works perfect this fucking the internet is in a it's in a stage right now it's not done yet The IRS plane crasher guy having a hangar co-leased by member of Homeland Security and having ties to intelligence agencies. Is that true? Well, I know that he stole that plane, so I don't know. It wasn't his plane, if that's what you're talking about. Oh, really? But you know what? I'm all for that guy because... What? You're all for that guy that crashed his building, his plane... Did anyone die in that? Yes. Oh, they did. All right. I'm sorry for the people that died, but fuck the IRS. Wow. I'm still dealing with that bullshit. They're like fucking bullies. Okay, this uh, bad, bad bad Bobby's telling me that gold is $1,100 an ounce in uh, British Columbia, and the best weed is $3,200 a pound. It ain't more than gold. It's going for less than $17,000 a pound here in the U.S. Oh, I stand corrected. Thank you very much, sir. It um, sounds better than that. Sounds the other better. Way, though. The way I said it, it's <laughs> worth more than gold. Yeah, <laughs> I know what's worth more than gold. Hash, <laughs> hash is worth more than gold, isn't it? Damn, hash is expensive as fuck. How much does a, a pound of hash go for? More than a pound of hash. Hot, but a hash pound of hash will fucking punch a hole through to another dimension. Yeah. Can you imagine if you smoked a pound of hash? Hash they make out of weed somehow or another. I'm not exactly the resin. How they do it. It's the resin. The resin. Mm-hmm. How do they do it though? Do you know how they make it? Uh, I don't know some how sort to, of a complicated yeah. process, but I've it had it before, and it's a very it's a strange high. It's it's, it's very very. I miss very opium. Strong. I want to do opium again. Opium is awesome. You did opium? Fuck yeah! It's not much different than ash. Really? Yeah. It looks. If but I isn't remember, opium it's like, like opiate? Isn't that heroin? No, no. It's like uh, it looks like a piece of soap. It smokes like. Uh, it smokes smokes like hash, and it, it it smells like a hippie, like patchouli. It smells like patchouli when it burns. Really? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like I don't know, a, like a hash kind of feeling. Hmm. I don't know. I'm scared, man. Yeah, the the gold thing. I didn't really research that very well. It was something else. <laughs> I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly. There's something else that that marijuana was more expensive than per ounce. Maybe it was oil. Does that make sense? Worth more than oil? Worth more than something that's worth a lot. <laughs> um, whatever. Let's go with some other questions here. Damn with the Ustream. Powerful Ustream. Opium smells like flowers and is super addictive. 
from the poppy. There, faggot. Why are you doing something super addictive? Brian's already oh, addicted okay. to cigarettes, It's so. not addictive. Brian's cat had a hangnail, and that got him to start smoking again. He couldn't No, it, it wasn't. I got audited by the IRS. But before <laughs> that, it was your cat got a hangnail. No. No, it was my cat had a fucked up foot. Cat had a fucked up foot. <laughs> His cat had a fucked up foot, and he was like, I fucking can't take it anymore. Dude, cigarettes are the worst, because cigarettes, out of nowhere, you'll be like, Dude, I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. It's one of those things. Once you you do it, it opens up a door that's always going to be open, and it's weird. Cigarettes. Look at this guy. Did you know you can activate your pineal by saying the word love at a certain frequency? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Dude, it's like Just that. Shut up. Like the new Mariah Carey song is has a high enough pitch to open up your garage doors. No, it doesn't. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> People love to say stupid it's shit. It's so stupid. People love fucking magic. They love magic and nonsense. Yeah. You know, they love to think that there is like something like that. There's real magic. You get real magic. Eat a pound of mushrooms. You want to see something magic? <laughs> Instead of having a 16 ounce steak, have 16 ounces of mushrooms, motherfucker. Shh. Boom! Right. That's magic. You know, yeah, you'll magically be retarded for the rest of your life. You'll probably be communicating with aliens permanently. You'll probably be locked into another dimension, you know. <laughs> Tell Jerry Garcia smoking opium wasn't addicted. Addictive. He moved to smoking black tar heroin after that. Well, it's for sure. Dick, they used to have opium dens back in the Wild West. Don't you sure. remember? But I never once did opium. Then the next day, thought about, oh my god, I need it. You know, it was never like that. No. Cocaine was kind of like that, but for <laughs> me. But uh, opium never was like that. That was more of like a treat, like a dessert. Well, you know, this, that's a good good argument because this argument was on uh, the message board as well. People were talking about things being addictive. And the problem with even alcohol being addictive is that it's not addictive to everybody. You know, I'm not addicted to alcohol. I could, I could not have a drink every day for the rest of my life, and I'd have no problem with that. Right. But I like to have a drink sometimes and go on stage. I like to have a drink sometimes with my buddies just to make things fun. It just makes you get crazy. You pay for it the next day, though. Especially our age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You get older, you pay for it more. But the bottom line is, it's not addictive. Like I don't, yeah. I don't hurt when I don't have it. Right. But for some people, it is. Yeah. Some people have to have a drink. There, when I was doing construction, when I was a kid, there was a dude who had a, a Mountain Dew bottle, and he would fill it up with fucking beer, like cheap beer, like Colt Forty Five, and he would drink beer all day while we worked. All day. This guy was. He was a shaky, Jones and dude. He would show up for work though. He was there every fucking day, seven in the morning, swinging that hammer. You know, he was there, pissing every five minutes. Guy was always hammered though. He was drinking beer all day. For that dude though, I think it's like everybody's got their own biochemical makeup. It's like you're addicted to cigarettes, but like Tom Segura, Tom Segura smokes cigarettes when he drinks, but doesn't smoke other times, and he can go years without cigarettes with no problem. But when he drinks, he likes to have a cigarette. When was the last time he went a year with no problem, though? Well, he said he's <laughs> taken a long time off. He's taken time off a bunch of times. And he won't smoke for months. And then he'll, he'll have a cigarette. Mm. He'll have a cigarette when he drinks. I definitely think cigarettes is like that. One thing that even if you quit smoking, it could be three years later and out of nowhere you'll start smoking again. No reason why. No, you've said that and so has Ari. So I, I think, you know, I think they're doing something. Remember that movie, The Insider with Russell Crowe? Mm -hmm. You see that movie? Yeah. It's all about like all the shit that they do to cigarettes to make right. it even more addictive, like hundreds of different additives, right. hundreds of different additives just to make it more addictive. And I've, I totally believe that's true. Totally, 100% believe that's true. And if that's the case, 
Man, I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, they say that cigarettes are more... It's not as dangerous as heroin, because heroin will kill you quicker and you can overdose from it, but cigarettes will get you hooked quicker than anything. Yeah. Like, apparently, if you if you have that thing inside you that gets you hooked to shit, like most people do... But I don't, do. but I, a cigarette's do totally cigarette. different. Totally, totally... It's the well, you only do with thing. cocaine, too, you said. Well, I almost, because I was selling it and getting a large amounts of it for free. You were allegedly... Allegedly selling not it. Not really selling it. Not really this selling it. This is just it. for fiction. This is like... This is like a character that would buy yes, a large amount character. so he could give it away and then have really. some extra for free. It was Peter Pan of, of, no, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood of cocaine. It was like one month of my life back in 94. In this like fictional story. In this fictional telling. story. But, but anyways. If uh, you, but if you were rich, okay, what if you were like If I was crazy, rich, Jay-Z I was getting all the time. What if you were like Jay-Z baller, you know, private jet rich, and you could just get pure cocaine shipped right over here from the CIA. The CIA would drop it off on your doorstep. Well, I think I Mr. like... Mr. Reichel, package of cocaine. I think the only reason it, it was kind of addictive to me because I am one of those people that never go to the doctors and I probably need to be one of those people that are on speed or something because I like having a thyroid... <laughs> I like having a thyroid condition. Most of my my day is spent like moping around, no energy do. and stuff like that. But... Uh, uh, when cocaine, I felt like I was alive for the first time. Like, oh my right. God. And I think that's what was addictive. More just like, I felt like I was out of some kind of coma. Well, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I'm having like a normal day. Like, I'm not really into anything. And I'll have a cup of coffee. And God damn it, I just get fucking fired up. I right. feel great. Yeah. I feel good about life. Right. It fucking feels like the warm sun feels better. Right. I want to clean my office. Right. You, know, you get a little fired up from stimulants, you know. Right. That's what they're there for. Yeah. You know, cocaine, uh, I don't know what cocaine's like, but I know that I've had problems you with coffee. You would never before. stop talking. Ever. You talked about this. I told I, you I did that tea once. <laughs> you would be yeah. talking so fast your oh jaw would God. fly off and hit somebody in the face. I have this thing called mate de coca, and it's a, it's a tea that's made out of, uh, I guess I'm talking to myself from now on. I'm talking to you. Um, mate de coco is a, a tea that's made out of uh, coca leaves, so it's like cocaine, the plant that they make cocaine from, but it's the unprocessed form, which is, um, it's actually like indigenous people uh, chew that. I think it's in Peru, they said. It's like really common. Isn't it Peru? He doesn't know. He's outside smoking cigarettes. Talking to myself. Um, they, uh, they chew this leaf, and it's um, for especially people that... Uh, or at high altitude, like uh, high altitude uh, herding communities, they they eat this, uh, they chew this tea, this tea leaf. But I had it in a tea form, and when I had it, it was not good for me. I couldn't shut the fuck up. Me and Doug Stanhope were doing uh, shrooms. It was the day the Iraq War started, and we were in the middle of the desert at my friend Jan's house. And it's pretty crazy because we were shrooming, and right when the shrooms were kicking in, we noticed on the television set that they were saying that the war coverage begins at five and Stanhope looked at me and he goes, there's a fucking kickoff for the war. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it was like. They were telling us when the war coverage was going to start. Tune in at five for war coverage. It was like a kickoff. It was like, that's when the program, the war program was going to start. And that's when, uh, this guy, Jan, my friend Jan, who's like, he's done more psychedelics than anyone I've ever met ever. He's definitely probably fried his brain. He's got a cool podcast though. Uh, but he was uh, talking about, hey, take this mate de coco. It'll help the, the mushrooms kick in quicker. 
Maybe it did, but I, I could not shut the fuck up. And I was telling Doug while I was doing it, I was like, I can't shut the fuck up. This is driving me crazy. And he was laughing uncontrollably because he thought it was hilarious that I was talking about how I couldn't shut the fuck up, yet aware of it and still talking. It's the worst, but you know what? You would, you, you would, that's one of those drugs that, thank God you never tried, because you would freak out and love it. Because it makes your mind open up and just think so clear. Because wow. you're just nonstop thinking of new stuff to talk about. Well, that's for me. My that's friend, how my friend Jimmy said that when we were kids, we had the cousin that was uh, had the problem with it. He told me not to do it. He told you smell so bad, dude. That is so nasty. Cigarettes are so fucking. They are gross. nasty, but you, you kept on talking about them, and Daddy oh. needed a taste. Oh, Daddy needed a taste. You can't go two hours without. He had a cigarette right when we started half, too. By I the had way, the other half. oh, shut your fucking hole. You had your fix. God damn it. <laughs> Had your goddamn fix. Um, anyway, cigarettes are bad. Okay. Good. Okay. Very bad. Okay. You know what, though? Uh, what's interesting in California, I don't know if this is in all states, that they have changed cigarettes to go out by themselves now. So if you, don't, if you don't hit it long enough, it will just go out because of the fires out here. Really? So cigarette companies had to make something in the cigarette so if you don't hit it after a while, it will go out by itself. And it just makes me, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> they've probably, doing something like that, man, they've probably made it extra addictive yeah, along the way. Like, I know. Oh, oh, it's just, well, we can do that, but unfortunately, it causes psychotic episodes that make you fucking mortgage your house for extra cigarettes. You might start hoarding cigarettes. Right. You know, if they could figure out a way to put something in cigarettes that would make you completely insane and have this insane desire to collect cigarettes. Could you imagine if that started happening? You know how like a lot of black dudes collect sneakers? They have like, you go into their house, like a, you know, MTV Raps or MTV Cribs rather, you know, you go in, they have like a whole room filled with sneakers. They're hiding like, their junk from somebody. Their junk was touched or it's mount, it's too big and they think they have a horse cock so they want you to look at their the shoes. What the fuck is he talking about? It's like the chicks no, talking what, about the shoes. No. <laughs> No, they're just, well, for whatever reason, they're into collecting shoes. What if people just started collecting cigarettes? Like hoarding cigarettes, like roomfuls of cigarettes. And cigarette companies were like, well, you know, we make a fantastic product. We can't help it if people get excited about it. They're just excited about our product. And we found out that they had added something to cigarettes that make people want to hoard cigarettes. <laughs> they would totally do it. If some fucking scientist came up with a, a, a formula where he could have a certain amount of chemicals, and if you put those in cigarettes and the people smoke the cigarettes, they would have this insatiable desire to collect cigarettes and buy way more than they need. You don't think they would put that in the cigarettes? Of course they would. Fuck yeah, they would do it. They don't give a fuck about you. They sell shit that kills you. They shit, they don't, it's not like they didn't know, we didn't know cigarettes kill you. Holy shit, we're gonna stop, we're sorry. No, cigarettes kill 400 fucking million people every year and no cigarette companies have even thought about slowing down. And no politicians have ever thought about banning them. You never hear a peep out of politicians. All those faggots want to talk about fucking banning pot and, you know, we've got to stop marijuana and illegal drugs. Meanwhile, cigarettes are killing way more people than everything else combined. Cancer, AIDS, fucking heroin, meth, coke, all that shit. Pull it all together with alcohol. It can't put a fucking dent, not a scratch, into what cigarettes kill every year. If they could figure out a way to make you want to hoard cigarettes, for sure they would do it. 
and the people hoarding it, they would give testimonials. I don't have a problem with it. I enjoy my cigarette collection. When I go out <laughs> into the garage and I look at all my, I like the smell. I get out there and we know. I know it's not like I'm smoking more. People I smoke the same amount, three packs a day. People kind of do that with cigars. You're right. They do do that with cigars, but cigars are totally different. They like to like savor the taste and shit, and it's that like shit makes no sense. Different. To me. No, different cigars <laughs> have different flavors too. They yeah, taste different. Yeah, but they all taste like shit to me. They all mm. it all taste like you're sucking on a fucking I don't know a tree or something. I like them. I like cigars. I think they taste good. Really? Yeah. When you have a fat steak and a glass of wine, you get a nice Cuban cigar with a fucking good taste to it. You know, it's just like you you, you take it in, you get a good taste in your mouth. It's fun. Gets you a little, gives you a buzz. Crazy. It's weird that you don't like buzz. spliffs then. I don't like spliffs because you don't inhale cigars. You don't have to inhale. You put it in your though. mouth. Yeah, you do. If you're gonna get high. No, I've, the the science between getting high is that once it hits your mouth, it's immediately in your stream. You don't even. Is that it. true? Yeah, they they, they did a. Uh, a study where it showed like people that used to think where you're supposed to inhale it and hold it in as long as you can i guess supposedly you get 99 percent of the thc immediately when you when you suck it twitterverse is this true because if this is true i will stop smoking weed from now on and i'll just put it in my mouth <laughs> i'll just put yeah. it in my mouth take a deep breath yeah. and then blow it out i always thought the people were doing that were like bill clinton i always thought that always hey, bill clinton did not inhale but it's because he was crafty he yeah. didn't know that he, he knows didn't have the to science. Inhale. He knows the science. Whoa, is that real science? It is science. Of course. Is that, is that real science, Twitterverse? What the fuck? Is that true? You don't. Let's, let's, People are Googling right I now. I love Google. We're going <laughs> to Google right now. You do not have to inhale marijuana uh, to get high. I have to inhale marijuana to get high. Yeah, I always thought you had to hold it in for the long thing, too, but... Wiki answers. What if you do not inhale marijuana? Answer. No, it has to go in your lungs to get no, you high, no, meaning you have to inhale to get high. Well, I'm not going to listen to this stupid fuck, what? because this stupid fuck spelled high right. two different times and then wrote have in capital letters. Not very scientific, faggot. Next try. Here's a try. Do you have to inhale when smoking weed? Yahoo answers. Uh, don't do it. Best answer chosen by Asker. You fucking dummy. This, this, this is what the stupid. girl says. Uh, don't do it. But if you must know, you have to keep the smoke in your lungs longer than you normally would a cigarette. So you inhale it and then keep it in there for as long as you can. Then exhale. That's not true. That's not true. This this dumb cunt too. Uh, don't do it. Why, Alyssa? Because you don't want to have fun. Why should he not smoke the pot? Because he doesn't want to be friendly. Because he doesn't want to be more sensitive. Because he want, doesn't want to tune into the universe more. Shut the fuck up. Don't do it. You can't tell me not to smoke pot. Because I'm a goddamn comedian. And that's like telling a basketball player to not play with basketballs. <laughs> um, I can't find the answer to this shit. Yeah, I forget where I read it. I read it somewhere. It was like you read it the same way place I read that gold is the same amount as weed. <laughs> I know. No, because I, 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 I was on your side where that's bullshit. And my girlfriend who's going to school for nursing, mm -hmm. she's like, that's totally untrue. And then she showed me all these studies. And I'm like, oh, okay. It was a... Mm -hmm. uh, you have to if inhale watching, smoke from the weed me. to get high, like I do. Let's see. This guy says, you need to fully inhale it to get high. Take a big breath in. See, these are people like these fucking people. 18 that are yeah. just like... You have to inhale weed in your lungs to get high or won't do anything. Weed does not cause cancer. Okay, this guy's got a cancer article. We're not talking about cancer, you fuck. <laughs> <sighs> 
All right, we have no correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. We tried, we cannot find the answer to this. Yahoo answers are all written by 16-year-olds or 40-year-old retards, one or the other. This guy says he knows everything about cannabis. More than seven seconds. All right, these guys, Yahoo answers. Yeah, we looked at those Yahoo answers, man. That doesn't mean shit. It's something about your your mouth is filled with uh, whatever the... Makes sense because yeah. you don't inhale um, a tobacco smoke when you uh, smoke a cigar and you get high as fuck. You get really high from cigars. Cigars give you like a serious nicotine rush. Like, woo, like a good one. And if that's if that happens, why wouldn't that happen with marijuana too? You don't you don't inhale the cigar smoke. You take it in your mouth and then you blow it out. You don't take a deep hit of it like you do with cigarettes. Yeah, that's a that's a tough Google search. I'll have to just actually find that. Yeah, we that don't article. know. We don't know, ladies and gentlemen. It was a recent article though. It was about six months ago. I read it. Some people weed is not for them. That really is true. You know, like Stanhope doesn't like weed. Stanhope hates weed, which doesn't make any sense because he likes everything else. But I think he probably got too high and he got paranoid. He got too high once, yeah. If you get too high, weed will fucking rock your world, man. Shit makes you really... The last UFC I was at, I was tripping my ass off. I almost had to run out. I was thinking, like, okay, I am just going to leave and go to my room and take a nap. Because I was tripping too hard. From weed. Wow, this is this rivalry says opium trivia. The term are you hip comes from opium dens. You would lay on your side on your hip and smoke. Hence the term are you hip. That kind of makes sense because if you ever watch like those old West movies where dudes are doing heroin or opium, they are lying on their side. Yeah. Like what was that movie where Wyatt Earp? Was it Wyatt Earp? Or one of those movies. Buffalo Bill or Wyatt Earp? I think it was... I don't remember who the fuck played him. Well, remember, um, what was the movie where Doc Holliday, the one where fucking Dennis Quaid played, um, Dennis Quaid played Wyatt Earp, and Val Kilmer played Doc Holliday, the dopest Doc Holliday right, ever, right. before Val Kilmer just ate everything that, that existed. <laughs> Val Kilmer's all fat and fucked up now. He was like, go back to Top Jack Gun Ripper. days. Tombstone. Tombstone, that's it. You go back to like Val Kilmer, like the the old days. Val Kilmer was a handsome motherfucker, you know. Yeah. And then you know, start hanging out with Tom Sizemore. And, you know this whole weed thing. We could just fucking next time we're sober, we'll just try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Ooh. Okay. Look at this guy. It says Red Band is right. Arrowhead. Here we go. Robberies comes comes clean. Oh. Yeah. Here we go. You do not read it to us. Okay. Here it is. Mouth smoking cannabis. One of the primary health issues with cannabis is the effect of smoke on the lungs. While the risks from long-term cannabis smoking are not fully understood, it is assumed by most. Before I do this, I will tell. I will take this copy. Mouth smoking is not as efficient as lung smoking and requires approximately three times the material for the same level of effect. But for some people, efficiency is not an issue. I would say it's not an issue. You know, because weed's not that expensive. Is you know, like we were talking about how it's worth a lot of money because, but it's not worth. It's not that much. I mean, it's um, one marijuana joint is like what is it like ten dollars or something like that probably. Mm-hmm. Was it how much is a joint? A joint ten dollars. Right, ten dollars. That's at uh, California weed. A joint will best for weed. sure fuck you out of your mind. Half a joint. Even if you're, uh, even if you smoke a lot, if you actually inhaled. A full joint, you would be blitzkrieg. California weed. California weed. So if you take California weed and you mouth, mouth fuck it, right. you could probably 
get by on like so two hits of California weed from a joint and you're gone. And wait, one of the things that you could do also is if you inhale it and you breathe it out your nose, so you, you put it in your mouth and then you blow it out your nose, but you're not uh, inhaling it, it, it even increases it. All right, well, let's post this up online just so everybody knows what the fuck we're reading. Yeah, but I, I used to, I remember uh, there was somebody I used to know that would like smoke. She would only smoke with me, but she would say, I'm not going to inhale it. I'll smoke it with you if it makes you feel better. I'm like, ha, 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 okay. So she she would always get fucked up, and I'm like, wow, she's not stoned, but why is she acting so fucked up? So I look back at it now, and she was fucked up. Okay. I just put that shit up online. <clears throat> so you can Twitter that. And have, uh... So now we learned something, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thank, rivalries. Thank all you rivalries. Rivalries, you know a lot about drugs, motherfucker. This is the dude, uh, he runs uh, the whole thing. It says he, uh, he owns a uh, pool hall in um, uh, somewhere in Georgia. Forget where it's from. Macom, Macom, Georgia, I believe. But it's a pretty famous pool hall. This guy owns it. Why does he have the douche squad there? I don't know. There's a bunch of dudes with the douche squad. You know, some some members of my board break off into little separate sects. Like little gangs. <laughs> little gangs. I don't know what they're doing. If you've never been to my message board, I got the craziest message board. Um, I don't know how the fuck it happened. I don't know what caused it. But uh, I've had this nutty message board since like 1998. And right now, there is more than two and a half million posts on it. I'll put it up online. Started smoking when I was 15, Ray. And uh, anyway, um, this message board, there's so much fucking nutty shit on that board. That's how I met Brian. I met Brian from the, the message board. It's really got a life of its own. I mean, it's got my name attached to it, and I pay for it and to keep it running, and you know, but there's like a, a bunch of different dudes who are uh, cool people that I've met in real life, most of them that are. Uh, the, uh, the moderators on the board and you know it's uh, anything fucked up in the world anything weird crazy any nutty news if you're looking for a video like I heard this is a crazy video out my board is gonna have it for sure right when you mm -hmm. say so that's that's yeah it's a crazy place it's pretty nutty ladies and gentlemen and on that note it's fucking 536 yeah that's two hours two and a half hours we can't do more than two hours folks no, it gets boring but we are at the Addison, Texas Improv this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm going to take a link right here, motherfucker. And I'm going to open this bitch. And I'm going to put that on Twitter so everybody knows what's up. Almost sold out. Yeah, it is very close to sold out. Like, all the shows. What about Houston? A lot of Houston people wondering if you're coming back to Houston. Yeah, I'm coming back. We're right now trying to figure out whether we're doing the improv or whether we're doing the House of Blues. There was a problem with the House of Blues initially where they said the House of Blues could not uh, seat everybody. And I did not want to do a show where people have to stand. And we talked about this before that we went to the Doug Stanhope show when he was in L.A. And I love Doug. But I, I, I fucking can't stand and just watch a show for an hour and a half. It just hurts your feet. Your back starts hurting. Your neck gets cramped up. And then I realized, like, this is uncomfortable. Like, sitting and watching a show is awesome. But standing and watching a show sucks. It gets annoying. And I'm not a big fan of the House of Blues. Like, I, I just really? went there to see a concert last week, and I had a horrible experience with those fuckers. With um, House of Blues. Which one, though? The one on Sunset. What happened? Uh... When you go through, they stamp your hands, they put wristbands on, they check your IDs, they scan the tickets, right? 
So we went there and it was general admission. We found a place that we wanted to like sit and stand, like lean up against the wall. It was perfect for the concert. Halfway through the opening uh, act or whatever, opening band, security grabbed my girlfriend coming out of the bathroom and goes, where's your hand stamp? She goes, uh, I don't know, maybe it washed off. I have a wristband, here's my ticket. He goes, no, your hand's not stamped, you're out of here. And she's like, what, I have my ticket right here. And he goes, I don't care, you're supposed to have a hand stamp. She goes, my boyfriend's right there. And he goes, go get him, and he's kicked out too. And like, it was like, it was like, what do you? Okay, but that's just LA douchebags. No, no, that's but just, then the manager that, got involved. Right, but that has nothing to do with Houston, Texas, or no, no, even House of Blues, House as, of a Blues company, as a company. Though. Yeah, it is no, House of Blues. It's just dickheads. He's like, sorry, corporate policy, you're supposed to get hand stamped. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm in here, I have tickets. What the fuck? And he goes, manager goes, I'm Ooh. sorry, but let's go downstairs. Let's get your hand stamped. Let's figure this out together. I'm like, this, the concert's on right now. God damn. It was just like the biggest, like, fucking corporate bullshit. You know, that shit wouldn't happen at fucking improv. You don't think so? No. You don't have your hand stamped, but you have a ticket? Come on. So you think that that, so what happened then you think would not happen? So you think that if we have a show at the House of Blues, people might get fucked? My problem with the House of Blues, it's a corporate thing. The whole not being able Dude, to bring I've had camp- a great fucking time at all the House of Blues. Yeah, well, you have any time when you're in front of a, a good crowd of people, right? Yeah, but that's one of the few venues where you guarantee that everything's going to run smoothly. You know, they get rid of douchebags in the audience. There's you're not allowed to record there. your own set. That is true. You're not allowed, fans aren't allowed to bring cameras into the place or they have to leave them at the box. Office. Well, the problem with that is these motherfuckers want to stick cameras in your face while you're on stage and constantly record things and put them on YouTube. They're going to do That's that regardless, very, though. Very distracting. They're going to do that regardless, though. But it is annoying for them and for the bands and for different people I, who I feel understand. like they don't want them, their stuff pirated. They're just protecting the artist. That makes sense to me. I agree, but it's... I don't know. It's you had just, a bad experience, but I think you had isolated douchebags. I mean, people that run the House of Blues in... Um, in uh, Vegas are fucking awesome. They're, those people are super cool. That's the one we go to the most. Yeah. House of Blues in San Diego. But we also cool know it as a performance side, not a customer That's side. true. I've never heard any complaints, though. If you guys have had complaints uh, about the House of Blues, let a nigga know. You know, I need to, I need to hear that shit. Maybe. Dan Aykroyd's House of Blues in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun deal fell through gigantic fail. Why did I read that? <laughs> I don't know. You fucking you motherfucker. House of Blues charges a buttload. That is true. Yeah. They have a lot of built in costs. It costs, I get paid the same amount to do a 300 seat room in Vegas as I do to do the House of Blues, which is like 900 seats, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's because they have all these built in, um, they have built in costs. They have built in pockets. Oh, shit. Built-in pockets. Yeah, and their prices. That's another thing. The prices were, were ridiculous. Like a Bud Light was six bucks or something like that. Is it really? Yeah. Where is it? In, what is it in most bars? Bud Light? Usually, I mean, outside of Los Angeles, usually it's like three bucks, two bucks for a Bud Light. Outside of Los Angeles. Yeah, in, in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles under $5 at least. Usually. Okay, well, someone just fucking bitch-slapped rivalries. BBJ Jones says that shit we said about hip, the opium dens. He says um, the actual is two. The, 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 the answer of uh, are you hip being opium dens lying on. He says it's not true. It's not true. It says too ingenious, too convoluted, and too silly. 
it's wiki 44 but that's wiki this is this is just opinion Who cares about there's that? often a great deal of uncertainty in tracking word origins since we have written word to record to go on phrase may have been in common use long before anybody wrote it down after all one doesn't use slang phrases in most writing such as newspaper certain columnists accepted they should use slang and everything that's how we talk why would we pretend to not talk the way we talk i always thought that like writing professionally like when i write in my blogs i write exactly the way i talk which is like i wrote an open letter to kellogg's which more or less i did as a writing exercise i was writing every day um for a month the month my spike tv special was being recorded so i wrote down uh, i wrote my material out every day uh i not wrote the material i wrote new blogs every day and you know i just needed shit to write about and one of them was this Kellogg's banning Michael Phelps because he smoked weed and because I wrote this open letter and I wrote it the way I talk with swears and just the way I normally talk people are like yeah they're gonna read that open letter like I didn't want them to read it stupid it's, I'm just writing it doesn't you can read it or you don't read it but I'm not gonna write something you think well you'd have more impact just like they're gonna listen they're gonna listen to a fucking pothead comedian slash cage fighting commentator like Kellogg's is gonna make their their decisions based on that no it's for you guys it's for humor it's for entertainment does the word hip really hail from a West African language? It could be either or, though. This, this, I mean, it could be that that the the original hip that rivalries talked about is right. I mean, there's, I mean, if if there's no real, if the origins of it are or are, are murky, it could it could be both. It's not saying anything to discredit that. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Red Band is totally right about the cigars. Oh, is he really? He's totally right. I am totally right. No, no, it's a fucking taste thing. I think cigarettes are disgusting, and you're sucking on them every day. So you wouldn't like, think they're disgusting if you smoked them for a week. Yeah, you're totally right about that, too. <laughs> you're right. If I was a junkie, I wouldn't think they're disgusting. <laughs> this guy had a shitty experience at the Anaheim House of Blues. Same deal as Red Band, except they had to make me restamp my hand, and I lost my stool. Exactly. That's what happened mm. to me. I lost my stool. I almost got in a fight with a bunch of Persians. And the guy felt bad. His friend felt bad. And he kept on buying me uh, bad tequila all night. And next thing I know, I was like six shots. Don't be racist, bro. What? Oh, wait. Isn't that what they're called? They're they're called Persians. They're Iranians. Yeah, but they don't want to be called Iranians. They want to be called Persians. Yeah. Are you sure? They don't want to be confused with Irania here. Irania? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the fights at 110. It was fucking awesome. Cain Velasquez. That, that guy's a legend. He's he's gonna go down in, in history. It's like one of the greatest ever, I think. That that was just some stellar shit. Cain Velasquez is gonna be him against Brock Lesnar is gonna be insane. Him, I want to see him against Fedor. Really, I would love to see Cain Velasquez against Fedor. I think every time Cain fights, he gets better. You know, the heavyweight division is a motherfucker right now. Shane Carwin versus Frank Mir and Brock Lesnar is gonna fight the winner. And, you know, who knows what the fuck is ever going to happen to Fedor. If Fedor ever gets to the UFC, the fucking universe might collapse. It might be insane. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a long-ass show. It's 5.44. So that means even with our downtime, we did like an hour and 20 minutes at least. Maybe an hour and a half. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Addison, Texas, this weekend. Next week. Where are we next week? Uh, oh, Canada. I'm in Canada next week. Okay. Shazam, bitches. I'm in uh, Toronto. I'm in a couple other places. I don't know where the fuck I am. But we'll talk about that shit next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. I love you, bitches. And um, that's it. All right. I got to find out how to end this. It would have been cooler if I figured out a way to say thank you. I love you. Woo